I'm looking for a Did thing. you get to know them? Because you and I really don't know each other. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we had I'm nice conversations. Forward to it. Are you a smoker? Of no, no, I'm not. I quit uh, a couple of years ago. Good you, for you. How'd you do it? Uh, I just stopped. Seriously? Swear to God. You jerk. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was on a tour. We were playing a house like punk show in Kentucky. And there's a wit- like this is gonna. I'm quitting smoking. I, went, I, I walked. I walked to this whiskey bar, like downtown, and had a glass of whiskey. Bummed in Newport off like a woman outside, and was walking back to the venue. Looked down on it and just threw it on the ground and said, "That'll be my last cigarette." Haven't I haven't, haven't even had a drag since. Nice. Really? Just something came over me. It was like. Maybe it was that good Kentucky whiskey. It was maybe it was the night, or maybe it was just being around. Were you in Louisville? Uh, yeah. Thank you for saying it correctly. Well, no, because I was I was at I the drunkest I've ever gotten in my life was in Louisville. Louisville? Yeah, yeah, it was Louisville. The bars open till are, are open till four. Oh, really? Yeah. I was. It's I, right on the border of uh, like Kentucky and like Ohio. Yeah. 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 I I was just in I I was in that punk house. It was a cool house. It was like like four like or three stories or something like I that. I have and no idea who I was with or why I was there. <laughs> I just remember I just remember at like two a.m. making the decision to go to downtown Louisville because it was like the guys like well it's open till four man and I'm like let's go it's like midnight <laughs> and so then I came four hours yeah and then I think we got back to the hotel at like five a.m. and they were just bringing out uh, the quote unquote. Uh, Kentucky Continental Breakfast, which was basically like biscuits and gravy, wow, and like other stuff. But my the the guy I was staying with down there, my buddy from L.A., Josh. Uh, the only way he could find me, this is a fun. He followed the gravy trail because it was paper plates. <laughs> so I was so drunk, I made a, like I poured a soup bowl full of gravy and just walked away. <laughs> It's either you or a giant snail leaving. Behind. Yeah. And then the next day, like when everybody shows and I'm hung. Oh, like I was I was hung over for like a day and a half, but I kept drinking. Um, he goes, I said, how did you even find me? Because we're like re investigating the evening about what transpired. And he's like, and he sounds like Ray Romano when he talks. She goes, hey, man, I just followed the gravy trail. <laughs> Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 42. We're coming to you from the Stude at 25.8 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Lauren Carolico. I am the commercial and content strategist at Lavelle Strategy Group. And I have my voice back. <laughs> I'm, I've been out. Sorry. <laughs> you have. I missed you guys. I'm Mark. I run 25.8 and I've missed Lauren tremendously. We all did. The, vo- really the, voice the voice of reason, of reason. is yep. back. I had literally no voice for. We talked about it the last podcast days. where did you're you? basically puppeting people. Oh. Yeah. Did at you your, honk for me? Because sometimes. Thing. Oh yeah, you did honk. I forgot about you. I was oh. honking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, she's got the goose flu. <laughs> Look at the honk again. <laughs> Are you coughing for sympathy? No. You're doing it right now, so the quote-unquote listeners <laughs> could send you well wishes. I'm better better now. I feel much better. I like how you refer to our listeners in quotations. I I still I haven't I haven't seen analytics. I don't I don't know if it's real. I don't know if people (laughs) listen. We're we're just assholes. 
<laughs> I am. I can't speak for you guys. I have a very, I have a very positive opinion on everyone in this room except for me. Oh, see, I'm like the girl is like I'm fat, mm-hmm. and then you're like, no, you're not. You're not though. Just so I can hear somebody say something nice about me, right? <laughs> Oh, my God. Move on. All right. So we're here with uh, Bobby Barnett of uh, Captain We're Sinking. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, Bobby. Hi. It's very nice to meet you all. I'm happy when you walked in and we're just like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was breaking into someone's like... Well, I, will, I, sh- I won't say house because this obviously isn't a house. It's but like I heard, the, I, heard the, I heard the TV on. There's like <laughs> kind of walking around. Or yeah, Lauren's in there I watching was, Scandal. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching the news and eating guacamole. That's what I was doing. And right, and I'm out here set up for the podcast. Out. Lauren comes out and goes, "Mark," and I went, "Yeah," and I turned around and she just pointed at him. <laughs> And I was it's like, here. hey, man, <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> Try not to talk too much. So I apologize for not being like a more cordial, like, hey, man, so good to see you. Oh, no, I love this. I feel very relaxed now. I was nervous driving up here. Were you when you first saw us when you when you first interacted with Lauren and I were you just like what the what is this? No, I felt I felt okay. I felt okay. okay. I was li- I was listening to an episode on my way up here. Which so, one? Um, stand-up comedian. Oh, last week. Yeah, that was last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, I was listening to that, and all day I was just like, oh, it's gonna be fun. I'll just we'll sit, we'll talk, we'll have a you know I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do one, and then I like listen to it and for some reason just got so nervous oh no i was like i should have like, i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't have listened no dude we're not even even if we don't talk about your band or your show or anything let's just sit here and in chat i feel so much better now right <laughs> we usually go through the same cycle with all the guests they come on and they're real nervous and like i don't know what i'm gonna say and whatever and then they get real comfortable they have a good time and then afterwards they're like oh when can we do it again when's the next one <laughs> like all right calm down we'll, we'll try to we'll try to it's do like it a again. first date with me all the time it's we haven't we've never gotten to the point where we have to bring up anything random like esperanto and talk about that for an hour so right, what so the hell is that it's a language that's been constructed out of most of the languages that are commonly spoken by isn't that gibber- just gibberish? It's, no. Are you trying to tell me that they went and did like German, Italian, Polish? It's a fabricated language. Anyway, <laughs> we, the point is Isn't we don't like have to Latin? talk about it. No. I, was about to, I was about to say, should I be nervous, more nervous <laughs> no. now that we're actually we talking even gotten, about it? Wouldn't it be awesome if Lauren starts talking in tongues and she's just like, oh, and you're just like, oh, the power of Christ compels you. And that'll be awesome. Can you speak in tongues? Do you ever see people that speak in tongues? I, it's amazing. You've I never seen it? I know exactly what you're referring to. Then, are, then are I will ask you to get... taking your jacket off? I'm trying to take my jacket off. Wow. Then I will ask you to get the video camera for that. Yeah. <coughs> oh. <coughs> it's just amazing. I can't even do and it. I can hit her over the head and she'll fall over. And yeah. And you just like, there's like this slow yeah, slap her in the face just, like, or something. Like, like, like Joe Cocker's it to the ground. Yeah. I don't know what that because he's a trivet. <laughs> what would you do? And he's just like shaking. You ever watch Joe Cocker? Did you know that they? He's not uh, mentally handicapped. Just linked, what he does. They've linked um, drinking milk and a particular pesticide in milk to uh, the onset of Parkinson's disease. That's why I stopped. Did you hear I stopped drinking milk? You stopped drinking milk. Good. Yeah, I'm drinking that almond stuff. Awesome. That's it's, what I. Drink. It's it's very. It looks it looks like gray paint, but it's not bad. Okay. I don't feel like sick. Good. <laughs> you know, like when I drink it. You won't. You have to shake it. I've never had to shake my fake milk before. I don't like milk. I love milk. 
I was on a kick maybe a couple of years ago where I'd have a glass of milk before bed every night. And, maybe, and then I, he shit the bed I, for yeah. a year. I don't know why. Like it was just like came was it to me warm about, milk or was it just no? Like, just just standard milk. But like going going to bed, like you know, oh, I'll have a glass of water. I was like, no, I'll have like cool 2%. glass of <laughs> cool glass of two percent. I'll get some so like, vitamin D whole milk. Wake up with like kind of like a film on your mouth. It's you don't know what to gross. do with like brushing your teeth because you brush your teeth before the glass of milk so oh right. you fucked up then yeah it didn't uh, it didn't because then like i didn't want to drink the milk after then you brush, your brush teeth. my teeth there's no good combination of milk no. it's not as bad as the brushing teeth. the teeth orange juice thing but it's that pretty chemically is completely oh yeah that's impossible. that's Close. pretty bad i i have a horrible like like affinity for for like thick <laughs> and I don't like chunky people. Like, yeah, no, 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 not like spoiled. Oh, yeah, but say. like it's like you know, it's like skim, and yeah. then whatever it is before, like heavy cream. Yeah, I'm like the step before heavy cream. Ooh, you should get wow. some clotted cream for your biscuits. No, I no, Lauren. This is going to be in a glass. This is not going to be something clotted that I'm gonna like. I don't want my milk. I don't want to ever. It's not to, milk. I, it's like butter. Why would I drink butter? And you don't drink it. You put it on your scones. Why? Do I seem like a scone person? I think we should have high tea. No. Because clotted cream. High C. High tea. High C. I'll have, high I'll tea. have fruit punch. Yeah. High, high C. I love clotted cream. <laughs> I haven't thought of it in a long time, but I love it. Okay. Can you What's do going a goose laugh real quick before Rich goes into the... What? Do it just like a quick goose laugh before Rich goes into the... <laughs> you mean like a... Oh. Yeah, that's who you're laughing at. Your Krampus party. <laughs> Oh, oh, is it oh. it's Krampus? Krampus. I, I don't know. Krampus. Right, I, just before we were about to leave, I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and I never heard of it before. But she was calling it Krampus. Oh, is it which, Krampus or Krampus? It seems like it would be Krampus. It, I th- I think in Northeast PA, it's Krampus. That's she yeah. has. That's she what has I'm a, She has a pretty great like accent. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty pretty good one. So and she's like, oh, you don't know Krampus? I was like, I don't know Krampus. I also don't think it's called Krampus. <laughs> Maybe well, Krampus or Yes, Gabby. Well, the song, the song, it says Krampus. Is Here that the Krampus. Is, wait? Is Here that the green screen Krampus. song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the thing that, that I freaked the one out I pre- about? Yeah. No, okay. you freaked out about the Avalanche's Frontier Psychiatrist. Oh yeah, that was weird. That's a good song, but it's it was great a weird song. video. But no, no, no. Here comes Here meow, comes meow, Krampus. meow, meow. Here whatever she Krampus. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like yeah, the worst yeah. green screened video in the world. And the girls it sounds like the meow mix song. That's sack. what I was thinking when I'm when I'm uh, I'm sitting over in the corner. That's totally meow mix. And and then yeah. I, and then Jer and Lee unveiled their my t shirts. <laughs> so like uh, the the Krampus meow meow is on, yep. and then Jer and Lee turn the corner, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I actually think I turned at your wife at the time, and I was like, what what do I do? <laughs> and your wife's like, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, there's thanks, video Tanya of the whole thing. Yeah, it was weird. It was okay, weird. what's uh, anypacing.com is a is a is a website. It's a website. <laughs> uh- <laughs> well, you you want a good transition? We're yes, gonna, we're gonna have a review of the Krampus movie on Ooh. the site. Oh, did somebody go see that? Yeah, yeah. We have. A new, I want to see it, but I don't know if I'm going to wait till video. New correspondent. I that, see uh, it. Wait, you have a film it. correspondent? Well, a new new one. Yes, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be doing some uh, film reviews for Who? us. Who? Uh, his name's Joe, and uh, very Who's ni- Joe? very nice guy. Uh, I actually, to I actually met this? I met him at uh, uh, the Got Talent. Actually, uh, he had been Is following. It check out Joe. Been following the site. No, it's oh. not check out Joe. Sorry. Uh, 
and and uh, he came up to me and said that he had uh, you know done some writing at the University of Scranton and and uh, you know was uh, liked what we were doing with the site and wanted to uh, participate. So I said, "Well, what are you into?" And he's like, "Movies." I'm like, "All right, go see some movies." So what are you gonna uh, do? Canned vegetables? That would be great, right? I mean, like we, just, we just talked about vegetables. we just write, talked about milk for fifteen minutes. Can I write so, I mean, a column about vegetables? You don't have time. To, you don't even no, have, don't time have time to fart. I really yeah. don't. I don't know why I offered. Don't, don't him, commit to these wait, things. So who's so new? Joe is nice. Do we know? Yes, he's I'd a like very to nice meet guy. new Joe. All right. And well, then, and then maybe I, maybe we can have him on. Uh, I figured at some point we're gonna have to do another Star Wars episode to talk about. I think I'm gonna go opening night, The Force Awakens. So I, I assume. We're gonna have to talk about it on. Do you want to go open? Can we tell everybody to fuck yeah. off? Can yeah. we talk about Star Wars at all during like this thing? This oh, next, absolutely. Yes. This next I, period I, of time. Yeah, like I, uh, I feel like I haven't had a good Star Wars conversation. Oh, we will in a do it. Time. We will yeah. do it. Let's get through the website. Okay. Okay. And okay. my insecurities and Lauren's judgment. <laughs> right. And then and then we will we will get into we'll just go right into fucking Star Wars That's and then great. and then forget about the Christmas the holiday party. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. See. Yeah. See him and I, <laughs> like he walked in the room and there right. was there was ten minutes of him and I not talking, mm -hmm. but I think we connected. You on bonded like, by osmosis or something. No, I think I think I knew what he was thinking. It was like what women want, like, but I only heard him. Yeah, it's it's called the force. That's what I. Yes. Oh, we got it. Yeah, <sighs> you was... must have a real high midichlorian count. Oh, Don't yeah. you even with oh, the yeah. midichlorian? I know. I know. Christ. Oh yeah. What an awful thing. All right, let's go. <laughs> Our fourth, re our fourth restart. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the NEPA scene podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Rich Howells. This I'm is have episode 41. Is it 42? 42. 42. I'm going to have Lauren do the intros from now on. So uh -huh. the uh, the Vans Warp Tour is officially coming back to the pavilion at Montage Mountain in Scranton, July 11th. Ooh. Uh, no <laughs> announcement on who the, the bands are or anything yet. Yeah, I mean, it's good news or bad news, depending on how you feel about the state of, of modern uh, punk rock or whatever they, they call what they put on the tour now, because it doesn't seem I, like... I think there's going to be at least anymore. one band named Feel Your Mom and then another band called uh, Wet Carpet. Yeah, probably. Because Warp Tour always has those bands. So you heard it here first. Those are those are confirmed bands. <laughs> and if not, I will somehow find a way to manifest a band and get on that tour. Awesome. Next up, uh, let's see. Uh, comedian Gabriel Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Fluffy is is coming back to uh, Wilkes Barre, uh, the uh, Mohegan Sun Arena, April twenty second. Um, oh, uh, Dustin Douglas and the Electric Gentleman, really great uh, blues rock band from from uh, Wilkes Barre. Uh, they did a cover of uh, Santa Claus uh, Wants Some Lovin'. That's streaming on the site now. So if you're not in the holiday spirit yet, that might be a good way to uh, to get into it. Can I tell you something about him? Mm -hmm. He's one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. Oh, he's fantastic. At, like showmanship, technique, talent. And like when he closes his eyes to do whatever 400 solo he did for the night. Like every solo <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. But it's like if Slash and like... Um, Jeff Buckley like had a kid. I think it would be Dustin Drevich. Yeah. Yeah. He's so phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he's got that state, like that presence, like you said, you know, he's always in like a, you know, leather jacket and the ripped jeans and everything like that. He just you know looks he like is? he he's walked off the so stage. So cool. That's yeah. what he is to, to guys. Our age. <laughs> <laughs> that Dustin, man, he's so cool. He talked to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what the kids, you know, nowadays, uh, how they feel, you know, but, uh, 
But to us, yeah, definitely very cool. Uh, really sad news that. Oh. Yeah, I know. I didn't. Did you hear really anything wanna... about this? Uh, well, I I heard it yesterday, like an off the air thing. Um, you know, I've I've heard I've heard some rumblings of things, so it I'm sucks. I'm so disappointed. Uh, the Carbondale Brewing Company, uh, Three Guys in a Beard, is closing at the end of 2015. And uh, we had them on the show uh, a few months back. Super nice dudes. I'm sure you've probably yeah, seen I them had around the, uh, before. I had the, uh, was it the Hot Baca or the... Chuhapa. Chuhapa, yeah. Chew-hapa. But Hot Baca is not <laughs> that bad. Hey, c- copyright that now while yeah, you still can. It'll just be Hot Vodka, but Hot... Never mind, keep going. <laughs> So yeah, I mean they're they're super nice dudes. Everybody was rooting for them. Uh, they've been around for about four years now, and uh, I I guess you know they they just it's just financially not feasible for them to continue doing what they're doing. Which it's a uh, hard business to be in. It is, it is, and it's becoming more and more crowded now. Uh, there's so many craft brewers out there now, and uh, you know I I think in a few years the market's just going to be too flooded, mm-hmm. and you're going to start to see that. Um, so. I hope that I hope that honestly, uh, you know, they 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 you know, we obviously wish them well in all their future endeavors, and uh, you know, hope they bounce back from that. It just it it sucks because they were definitely uh, they you know they just opened up a tap room back in September, so uh, you know, assumingly everything was going well. This climate's weird, man. Like this financial climate, this business climate. Like, right. That's right. why we're starting off late because I had to deal. "Quote unquote business shit," it's, like, and I'm like, and I'm, and I'm like, I do not have time for this conversation right now. But that means I'm putting off my business priorities for like two more weeks. Yeah, which means I'm not going to get it done. <laughs> you know, I have anybody who starts up anything, especially locally in Northeast PA, man. That's one of the most courageous, brave, uh, in a weird way. Not like futile, but man, is it, it's Geronimo, man. Like you're, you're just taking a a big gamble. Well, you know, as a small business owner, (laughs) unless you're a funeral home. Yeah, that's true. Uh, (laughs) it's scary if, uh, if you're brewing beer in Northeast PA and you're not making it, that's, that's scary to me because I I couldn't, I couldn't think of a more successful business other than a bar, but. Or a church. Uh, the corpse yeah, house, church and bars, yeah. corpse house, churches are going back. The churches up. are going down left and right too. So, well, I didn't think that through. It's <laughs> okay. So let's continue. Fair enough. Just really sad. I'm uh, sad. These guys are awesome, and I I wish them the best, just like everybody else does. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'm uh, gonna mo- miss the beer. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess stock up now while you still Ooh, can. I could do that. Um, and they said the tap room will be open till the end of the year, so I guess it's uh, time to make a trip up there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just got to all jokes you aside. Just giggled. No, no, no. I, that's not why. I, my, I love my mom. Good. <laughs> and you can too for twelve ninety nine. I love my mom, and. She's going real crazy decorating my house because I said she goes she goes you got to decorate your house. So my girlfriend's never really had like a house Christmas. that she could decorate. Yeah. So this whole weekend they they just decorated the shit out of my house. I like your Darth Vader. She bought. She just sent me a text. She got me another Darth Vader for the front of my house. <laughs> oh, so I have three PO, um, Yoda, and Darth Vader. But Yoda and three PO are guarding my tree. Darth Vader's guarding my home. Oh. So I'm I'm having like the super duper Star Wars Christmas, and I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> but I already have the girlfriend, so I'm like, no, read about getting laid. You're set, right? Um, 
Oh, she's telling. Well, if she's enabling you, that's when you know it's a good sign. No, she's going to be. She's like, uh, she sent me a picture, and I and I wrote back. I said, "What the fuck is that?" She goes, "Little Darth Vader, R two D two is sold out," and then she did four crying emojis. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom is awesome. Hope you hope everyone else's is too. Yeah. Moving on. Well, let's let's uh, since we're talking about Star Wars and you wanted to talk about Star Wars, are you yeah. are you uh, how are you feel about it? Because I, I get this question a lot as a Star Wars fan. They say, are you excited or are you kind of nervous because of the prequels? And I'm actually this uh, this might go down pretty badly, but I'm a fan of the prequels. Okay, what what yeah. what? Yeah. They, yeah. Hey, they, they're they're out there. Me? I like them. No, they, when you say they're out there, that means they exist, just like Ebola does. <laughs> yeah. What? Why? How are you a fan, and why? So. When I first, I don't I, I don't think less of you as a human being okay, or I dis, or know. dislike you but it's just one of those things. This is the look of me judging you. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody who's like I really like guacamole. Why? As a, so as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, uh, I was pretty I was pretty young when uh, episode How old episode are you? 14, 15? <laughs> <laughs> 26. So when episode one came oh, you're out, you're a baby. Yeah, when episode one came out, I was pretty young. So I had like that was like my not introduction because I've seen the original one. Like when they came back into theaters, my dad brought me and my brother to see him, and I was like entranced by him. But the when, special editions or the prequels? Uh the special editions. They were ninety seven, correct? Yeah, yeah. I so say that's that, that was yep. like my first taste yep. into Star Wars, and we went to see him in the theaters, and it was awesome. But then in what was it? Two thousand nine was ninety nine. Okay, when that came out, I was still pretty young and i remember going into the movie theater and watching that movie and just being like this is awesome because i was a young kid seeing that movie and just being like this is great so i just grew up loving those movies going back and watching them now yeah i still love them i'm still i still stand uh, behind them uh, I still that's, stand no behind it's not them. fair though i thought he was gonna go like going back looking at them now no nah, maybe a different opinion as an adult so much so that i i would rent out like books in the library i've read like Episode one, episode two, episode three in like novel form. Read all like the Clone Wars novels and the expanded universe. I get universe. that. I get the expanded universe stuff, but yeah. like, but I but. love that era of Star Wars though. I love like the, the idea of like, I mean, the dialogue is pretty funny in it. Uh, it's Are, kind wait, of, do you just, think it's the comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of. Do you like, think it's like from the mind of Adam McKay, the man who brought you Anchorman, you Phantom can, Menace? Yeah, yeah, you can kind of laugh at it. You can, like, when Hayden Christensen in episode three is, like, trying to deliver his love scenes, and it's like, ah, oh, man, that was pretty stiff. But. I think it's but cool. He, but he was stiff. Yeah, he's a <laughs> Well, there's there's a lot of fan edits out there. I just saw one the other day uh, this guy put together where he basically made all of three prequels serious. He took out anything that was funny and wow. goofy, anything that like was you know, he he felt was kind of rough acting or like stuff that just didn't need to be there. So did they he get it down to 3 minutes? <laughs> well, I've I've seen very short cuts of them. These are like there's there's still movie length. They're still, you know, an hour and a half, 2 hour movies, but he took out a lot of the stuff that people criticized about it, and I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't sit through them, but I mean, they're from what I understand. They're so does Jar Jar Binks not exist in his edit? M- more or less, yeah. He's very, <laughs> the, very little. The only, in there. Th- the only thing I can't, re- I just never really got behind, even as a kid, was like the forty-five minute long pod race. Yeah, mm. wasn't that exhausting? That's just, it was just entirely way too long. See, and then like the DVD versions when they come out, and there's like bonus. Footage of <laughs> yeah. the pod race. So that, like that was a t- here's like, the extended pod race. <laughs> yeah, it's like a full race. Like you're watching a NASCAR race, but it's this pod racing thing that like all right, I didn't like should have been 10, 15 minutes. Just show Anakin kind of struggling through it, and but he eventually wins. You that know he's gonna kid win. Sucks. 
<laughs> yeah, he's got some bad lines. Not only as an actor, but at, what's his name? Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Remember E! Television? Mm-hmm. Remember Jules Asner? Barely. She was one of the correspondents. She was like the brunette, like pretty one. She has gone on record. They were like, because I think she like moved on past E and they were like, who was your worst interview? And she was like that little piece of shit from Star Wars. <laughs> was he still a kid then? Or did yes. he like, wow. She's and- like, he was an asshole. Wow. I don't know. And that probably explains why he hasn't done anything since. Yeah. I've never, I've never. Well, I, from what I understand, he's, you know, he's, he obviously does the convention circuit and, uh, he, that's he, it. He, yeah. Well, he, he's, he's, he's miserable and he's freely admitted in many interviews. It's because of star Wars. Cause obviously he'd get picked on all the time for Move on. his, you know, the, the bad acting or, Oh, you know, you, you go to school with kids and it's like, Oh, look, it's the star Wars kid. And you know, so they made, you can make a movie for 17 cents. Now, why don't you prove people you have range? <laughs> you would think, I don't know. I mean, a, I know. should make a pod racing movie. Just, I know go, I just go right back. Yeah, in. but like yeah, a right. pod racing movie with like no visual effects. Yeah, just make a pod racing movie about just playing the pod racing game on N64. Here's the worst part <laughs> about that movie. It had a pod race. Yeah, the pod race is bad. Well, you, you know, the, the, the guy who did the, this, this fan edit I was talking about, he, he cut out uh, all of the, the dialogue from the announcers and stuff like that. And he said it totally changed the tone of the podcast, of, uh, of the whole pod race. Those announcers because, bad. Yeah, they, they, they made it. Greg well, they made it seem like NASCAR. And this, he kind of changed it to more. It's like a Ben-Hur kind of thing where it's, mm. it's more intense. Yeah. And there's, there's not the, the cuts of, you know, Jake saying, you know, oh, no. And all that kind of stuff is just Warwick like him. Davis still making straightforward. Uh, Warwick Davis is still in it. Okay. Yep. And that's Warwick Davis should make an appearance in everything. He I saw. I agree with. I that. saw a tape a, a, a couple of years ago at my friend's uh, house. It's like an Australian fan film called The Fandom Menace, and it's all about these diehard Australian Star Wars fans that are gearing up for Episode One, and they've like based their entire life off like I just can't wait for Episode One to come out, and that like towards <laughs> the middle of the movie to the end of the movie, it like the mood just switched to how are they going to now deal with life because <laughs> they hate it so much. Like the one, like the main guy that was in it was like came out of it, it was like all right, it wasn't that bad. I I kind of liked it, and then towards the end of the film, he just like totally just went back I, I was his at, entire life. <laughs> I was at the, um, uh, it was the Marquee Cinema downtown. Yeah. And I went opening night, uh, 99. And I've never, I think it was one of my first midnight premiere movies. It was for Phantom Menace. And, you know, I, I showed up like a half hour earlier and I didn't really wait in line. I was, I was center center, which was good. Yep. And the Lucasfilm logo comes up. And it's like, holy shit. And then the crawl happens. And then uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's ship goes by. And then it went downhill all from there. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of spectacle films. I'm a huge fan of, of, of unreality. Sure. I'm a huge fan of like what you know what what can we create that that doesn't exist. Like I, a lot I of people rag on on Michael Bay, and you're a Michael Bay fan. <laughs> huge Michael Bay fan, right? Um, it, it but but as far as storytelling, acting, character development, yeah, character arcs, right? It was it was it, it was like a film school project that they they gave a lot of money to. 
And then, and then the reason, and the reason why you kept watching the Star Wars movies. Now I can think of it as the same way I watched all the Twilight movies because I watched the first one to see what the fuck it was all about. Then I watched the second one to see if it got any better. Then I watched the third one because I figured I was already made it this far. <laughs> and then I watched four and five, part one and two, to be like, this has to come to some sort of conclusion, i.e., Revenge of the Sith, where you're like, you get to see him become Darth Vader. We got sure. no payoff. No. It was never what it. It was a. He was a whiny kid. He's throwing tools on Tatooine. Obi Wan is a like. You know, he's just like, what are you doing? Like, you're just like this petulant child. Like, what Obi Wan needs to do is not teach you the Force, but slap the shit out of you a little bit. Like, that's what he needed to do. I'm sorry, I'm going into my like Home Alone rant. Yeah. Well, it, but I, was, it, I was listening to the Home Alone. That's actually when I pulled in during. <laughs> that was pretty during, good. During during I, the home it alone goes on. Room. You you you'll you'll make it the whole way home, and it'll still be going. <laughs> can I can I do a quick interstitial? Stitial. Um, I watch Agents of Shield. Are you caught up on Agents of Shield? Yes. No. Did you watch last week? Yes. No. I just want to play. It's only like twelve seconds. It's my favorite part of Agents of Shield in all three seasons. I think I know what you're gonna play. <laughs> and you know what Agent- I I thought legally they could totally say that too. I it's all the same company. I now. lost my shit when <laughs> Colson said that. Yeah, because it was out of nowhere, and then he goes and fights the bad guys. Right. That show's brilliant. Oh, it's it's awesome. I, I it's just, got and it's it's, it's, it's getting better. It's gotten progressively better. better as it went. Because at, at first it was a little slow. But it, it, I, I but stuck, that's all character development. All I stuck one with is, it. I stuck all these people who are like after the first couple episodes, like, oh no, I'm done with that. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna stick with it, and I'm glad that I did. Agents of Shield's real good. Yeah, real good. And then moving back to you, <laughs> what? So what do you? What? So what did you? What were the things that like stood out for you for for the prequels mm-hmm. that you were like, oh, that was good. I'm happy. I'm happy that door got closed. Um. Wow, I probably, I mean, nothing like that, like doors closed. I, but you, but I, you the think thing, it's more I, I of a visual experience? Yeah, I wasn't really searching. For a for, story? For, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really like, I I, I just kind of went into it with an open mind of. Uh, you were like 11 years old when it came out. Well, yeah, when, yeah, when the first one came out, I was just a kid. But when, um, when like Revenge of the Sith came out, I was just excited to see it. And I was like really into Star Wars then. Love the final fight because that was like awesome. Just action. Hated it. Why? It was so because great. The, you know what? Here's the thing. Phantom Menace sucked. The fight with Darth Maul, awesome. Yeah, that fight. That music was great. Right. Attack of the Clones, the third act of that movie. Yeah, I get it. You guys just did CG battles where you have like, you know, snap zooms and Attack stuff of, like that. Uh, it Attack cool. of the Clones is definitely my least favorite Star Wars film. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but Revenge of the Sith is like number two for me. Hmm. Number two least favorite? Number two favorite. Out of all And what's number one? Empire. Okay. All right, you're good on there. Empire. Wait, wait. No, wait. You can't wait. say five. Then you three? go from Empire to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. That doesn't oh, make yeah. any sense. My favorite. Revenge of the Sith as number two. Watch it. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> we need to be Facebook friends. Have you seen Oral Knots yet? Uh no. What, when's the show? The 19th. You have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could get through them. Yeah. It's about it's about an hour and thirty minutes. You will have an absolute okay. blast. Nice. Yeah. It's it's over it's Drink. overdubbed prequels. Yeah, take some take some chamomile tea. 
relax yourself a little bit. <laughs> All right. Let it happen. Cool glass of milk. Cool. Yeah. A cool glass. You know what you not. should do? <laughs> cool glass of milk, maybe some oatmeal raisin cookies. Mm. And then you just sit back and you don't make sure, make sure no one's around you. Okay. And you just absorb it. That sounds right? great. And it, and what it does is it, is it re-edits and new storylines, new everything for episode one, two, three, and four. Really? Yeah, and it's totally psychotic. The 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 Jedi's the it's Jedi's perfect. are the assholes of the universe. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about them, they kind of are. They kind of, yeah. yeah, but there's like my favorite line from it is 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 that um, Creepio, I mean Threepio. Oh yeah, his name's Creepio in it though. He has the best character arc I've ever seen. Really? in anything. Just going through this, but my favorite line was um, there was a shot in the Phantom Menace where um, Qui Gon leans down to Anakin Skywalker and in in the most poorly delivered line he goes Master Qui-Gon what are midichlorians in this version Qui-Gon just goes it's heroin and then it cuts right out (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good and that like just that gives you an idea the first the first one is called um uh oh my uh Jedi Party. <laughs> so it's episode one, Jedi Party. It's only about 15 minutes. Okay. You get through that, and then you do two, three. Uh, episode two is called Friend Zone, just to give you an idea of where cool. that would be. Cool. Like because that. Padme really wants to hook up with Obi-Wan. Oh. That's the whole context. Of, and Anakin's huh. pissed off because yeah. he's in the friend zone. Which actually uh, explains his tantrums a little bit more, if that actually was in the story. Yes. And it justifies, and they don't go for the cheap joke. Okay. Like there's there's stuff that happens in episode one, <laughs> Jedi Party, <laughs> <laughs> that is explained in episode four, Laser Moon Awakens. <laughs> episode episode three episode three <laughs> yeah, is called like... the Return of Middle Management. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when you watch them in in in, in order, right. it so just, where, where do I where do I watch this? It's on YouTube, YouTube. for free. Cool. That's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm excited. It's my favorite Star Wars thing since Empire. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe The Force Awakens, but I don't know. Yeah. Now and and I don't defend the the prequels often, but I I see where where he's coming from because uh there's a lot of things like if I were to if I were to watch I'd never seen Star Wars before and I were to watch maybe, you know, episode four now. There's some of those weak points in the acting, or like the scene where uh, Obi Wan and Vader are well, bar- shut your mouth. talking about barely fighting each other. Where it's more of just they're, they're a, kind of that was a weak fight. Yeah, it's it's, that was, a, it's this awfully they're like hitting each other, hitting each other with like broom hands. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what, and it's what, what it looks and sounds <laughs> like. It's what it's filmed like. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty poor. <laughs> Real thin <laughs> aluminum rods. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, like I'm totally willing to forgive it. Like, but but I have to take the fine the the fanboy. Uh, blinders off for a yeah. minute and go. Yeah, if I was seeing this now, I'd be. Oh Jesus, this is the well, fight. The fight wasn't exciting. You know what? Here's the other thing too that I think. I think. I think that George Lucas. But even the sun shines in a dog's ass someday. <laughs> yeah, that was the right place at the right mm-hmm. time. Sure. Yeah. If Star Wars came out today, it would have been like Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Well, my my girlfriend has never seen Pitch any black. of the Star Wars films. What is it with all these people that like we're She's, in love with? So, so we're so we're talking about. All right, well, we have to watch them before the new movie comes out. Sure. And so it's been like this internal like debate with myself: Do I go in order? No, don't do one, two, like, three. Like one, two, three, three, one, two, three, four, five, no. six, four, five, like, six. That's it. I kind of want to do one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, okay. you, do, you know, here's what you do: you do you do four, five, six before this weekend. Yeah. Right. If you find time, I know yeah. you have a busy weekend coming up. Yeah. 
you do four, five, six, and maybe in a celebratory way, you can go see uh, Force Awakens maybe yeah. Sunday, yeah. maybe Monday. I don't know if you're still in town. I like how you're prescribing Star Wars to him, like you're some <laughs> sort of Star Wars <laughs> position. There's a plan here. There's a plan here. You get you get a you get a two you get a two gallon jug of vitamin D milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some oatmeal raisin cookies, <laughs> uh, a fruit platter, and you sit and you watch that. You hold her hand. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you let her know the good parts. There might be a little smoothie above hand brush where you're like, <laughs> oh, I like this part. Yeah. You do four, five, and six. <laughs> then you go see The Force Awakens. And then you say to her, like a week later, you're like, hey, we'll watch one, two, three. You tell me if this fits. It might totally change my perspective about the prequel stuff. She, if she comes back and says, like, oh, yeah, those first one, two, three are totally bogus. And I might then look at myself and say, yeah, you're They're atrocious. You're, you're, you're right because I've because I've always <laughs> I've always talked to Star Wars fans about it and like no, you can't get behind one, two, three. But like people that have never seen Star Wars before at all have no idea about it. Sure, if they come out, if they come and tell me that one, two, three were just like really bad movies, then I might have to really sit and you think disappoint about it. me. Why don't you don't take you it? From, let, why don't you don't take you let it from, anybody affect your opinion about Star Wars <laughs> so one, this, two, it, and three? It, Even though I'm sitting here in, in actually, physical judgment of you, <laughs> yeah. I do not expect you to ever change your opinion. Because I actually, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I actually gave a persuasive, like in a, in a speaking, in a public speaking class. You would, in a, you in seem a, like that in a public speaking course in college. Gave a persuasive discussion about the prequels and defending them. And I didn't have any friends in that class. Don't think I made any friends. <laughs> but there's this one kid in the back that was just like. <laughs> slow clap. Yeah, I was like, "That's that's the best thing. That's the best thing I could have." And asked then he turns for. around to his buddies in the back row, and he's like, "It had to have been said." <laughs> yeah, that's right. what that's what I was imagining. This guy that I never thought would want to talk to me about the Star Wars films. You changed like, that guy's what? life. I hope so. I hope so. He's into he's into uh, the stiff acting. Um, but see, but that's but that's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I like Sleepaway Camp. You know what I mean? Like I like this. I like these shitty B horror movies. Yeah, where it's like it. It, it almost seems like a seventeen-year-old with George Lucas's guidance wrote. You know what script. I'm really? No, I'm really scripts. into like the PowerPoint cut cuts from scenes. Yeah, how it's like zoop, and you go into another <laughs> scene. Like no, they do. The, I love they that's do the, awesome. It's called it's the, a uh, Lucas wipe. Or it's something. a swipe. It, no, swipe. It's, yeah, it's a wipe. Yeah, it's a wipe. It's a wipe. I love that. Those are really cool, and they don't use them in other movies. Yeah, I think they use them in Indiana Jones, but I don't think they use them in any other movies. Well, always outside just of Star because Wars. in Episode Three, there's that really like that that I'm sure, I'm not going to say really dramatic love scene because it wasn't really that dramatic. It's about but, as dramatic. There as was a love scene, <laughs> but Anakin and Padme are out on like the on the balcony, and Anakin has the dream about her dying. And they're just comforting each other, and this is not going to happen. Blah blah blah. And they're hugging each other, and it's just like zoop. And it's like this swipe goes through. Wouldn't, like, it, wouldn't it have been awesome if, for, if I was feeling something at that moment? That, yeah, like, it was long gone. It was literally like wiped away. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what are you? What are you excited about for Force Awakens? Uh, and what do you? What do you think is? Are, are you wary about any of it at all? Uh, I'm actually not. I'm I'm going into it really excited, really into whatever they. I'm pretty sure, ninety percent sure, whatever they toss out there in that movie, I'm just going to be totally down with. Okay, because like seeing seeing Harrison Ford in those trailers just instantly just brings with the vest. Yeah, oh. just, this this can't fail. You're what? you're already like swooning over here. I, I can swoon over Harrison. That's Ford. no, that's, that's allowed. Yeah, I, I would think if there's one person you could swoon over, it's Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Okay, 
That's fair. Did you see the new Hot Santa? What? Have you heard? Has has anybody <laughs> heard about heard. Hot Santa? I've never heard of that. Oh, he's fa- Google Fashion Santa. He's hot. Fashion Santa? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Is he like open coat? No. Uh, <laughs> very well dressed. Very okay. dapper. Okay. Nice. Have you so heard? He's a smooth Santa. He's very smooth. He's uh, very fashionable. Hmm. Nope. Now he's a I, silver I, fox. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Fashion Santa. Is he on E? No. Who's Fashion Santa? The Internet Santa. What does that mean? You'll just Google him. <laughs> just Google it. So, so uh, my yeah, the the, the Force Awakens, I I think uh, I think is going to be good. I think they're heading in the right direction. You know, the practical effects. They got the original cast back. I'm 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 just you know it, it it took a little while to win me over, but as soon as those trailers started coming out, especially the one they did with the, it was just behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, revealed nothing about the plot or anything. Yeah. It was just like, hey, you know, let's just see the people getting you know in the costume and stuff, and that that just had me. Ex- I was like, all right, you won. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm, I'm definitely. Was that the Comic Con one? Yeah, yeah. That, that happened. Was that was that the that first trailer? Um, really, it, and it, it was like right after blood. the first trailer. Like they did oh, okay. a teaser, and then they did a Comic Con trailer, okay. and they put it out online like right after that. And yeah. it was it was all just like you know you you saw, you saw the cameras moving, and you saw like them getting into costumes. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. saw some of the practical effects, and you're just were, were wow, you nervous? Okay. Were you nervous about J.J. Abrams taking the reins? Not at all, honestly. I I I think he was you know the right guy for it. I mean, there's a lot of there's I think there's a lot of good directors out there, and and uh, I'm excited for uh, the guy that they have for this the, the second Johnson. film. Yeah, uh, I lo- I love his movies, so I'm, I'm excited to to see what he does with it. But I, I'm not because I mean, if you look at Star Wars history, I mean the the the, the first couple episodes, you know, Lucas only directed the first one. You know, the other two, uh, you know, were directed by different guys. And I think that's why it was a fluke. And I, I think I think I think well that's why I think Empire was as good as it was because you know uh, who'd you have Larry Kasdan. We had Erin Kirshner was was the director. Erin Kirshner was the director. Larry Kasdan wrote the script. Right, right, exactly. I mean, he had he had a lot of help there. You know, he had other people coming in and kind of uh, funneling that vision. And he, you know, trusted them enough to make those kind of decisions, or at least the studio did. Uh, you know, to come in and and change certain things, or or you know, make things work. Let a little, let a few ab libs go. Things that Lucas didn't want in there. Uh, that you know, Erwin went with that. I, I think you know, strengthen the film and make it better. So, uh, I, I think it's good that it's it's kind of out of his hands and into you know a, a new era. Because even I, I'm 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 sure we'll get into this if we do another podcast about Star Wars. But you know, it's been interesting to see Lucas's reaction in interviews. You I just, know, talking I just, about I just it. read one recently where I think I think he saw it. Yeah, and it was a very interesting reaction. Yeah, he almost was was very noncommittal. Yeah. Like he was like the fans will like it. Yeah, he didn't yeah, say that yeah. he liked it. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, I think the fans will like it. Well, you know, what the hell was he doing for three movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it seems that he was just making what he wanted to make. Whether the fa- I, I, he, which he, is what I get, but but you have to you have to service. This is this is also a guy who says he hasn't been on the internet since Phantom Menace came out. He must have just been crushed. Uh, yeah, he literally just is not on the internet, just doesn't how care. How does he get stuff from Amazon? <laughs> well, I'm sure he has people to do that for him now. There's a guy who just sold his company. <laughs> he has his own Amazon marketplace. Right, house. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon is based on the Skywalker Ranch now. Like, what, <laughs> what does he care, you know? So your first experience was with The Phantom Menace. Uh, well, my first experience was the the. No, he saw the other movies. I saw. Right? I, I think but, it was but four. Like, but like when, but how old were you when you saw the original trilogy? 
Um, if I was 11 when Phantom came out, then I was like nine, I think, when I saw I, those ones in theater. I, I, I don't think I don't think you're developed to a point where you can truly understand <laughs> oh my God. filmmaking by that by that point. No, that maybe that. And that's I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, you, I'm kind you, of OK with that, though. But if yeah. you watch the original trilogy and the prequels right now, yeah. like si- like not side by side, but like, you know, Saturday, you watch the, the original trilogy mm-hmm. and then Sunday you watch the prequels. Can do you think that you're you can go, OK, they're not that good or, or, or is, uh, there, I, I is, there, think... is there a special place in your heart because you saw mm-hmm. a Star Wars movie in the theater for the first time that was just released? Yes, I think that's a huge thing that goes into it is that I saw I was able to kind of watch the progression, wait for the movies to come out, kind of have a couple years to let what happened in that movie simmer and attack of the clones and all that nonsense that happened in that film. But that kind of just sat what with is, me for a little bit. And who was Sifo Diaz? <laughs> who was he? Yeah, he was the guy be. who ordered the clones. <laughs> yeah. Never explained. Oh, Roger. Roger was here. He ordered some clones. Don't worry. Roger, when, Roger. When they make a Star Wars movie every single year until we're dead and then pass then... <laughs> You don't have to worry about that. I'm sure there will be backstory for every minor character ever. So, uh, the, well, it's a massive like Game of Thrones universe now. That's yeah. what I think that's what they're trying to do. The two other guys in the band. Um, this was probably right after. Oh man, I thought it was just you on stage. <laughs> I would. I wish. No. <laughs> Put a pin in that one. <laughs> no, they won't listen to this anyway. They hate me. No, they. They, know, they love me. What do you um, play in the band? I play guitar. Oh, that's why they hate you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the two other guys in the band uh, that I started, that we started the band, uh, always would read Star Wars books together and just talk about Star Wars. We actually came up with the Star Wars. We came up with the Star Wars like rap, where we each have a verse, and then we all sing. Yeah, we all sing the chorus. I could, I could just speak it to you because I don't, I don't want to like rap sure but i could totally just tell you what the lyrics are because please the bass player zach has like the longest verse but definitely the best one so if i can remember correctly all right can we do it with like the those backing tracks of lose yourself (laughs) (laughs) the last so the last time we actually did this was down will you do this at the christmas party no maybe maybe concert i think i'll be too nervous then but i feel i feel okay just now, all right, you're right. on stage in front of thousands of people. You got nothing to lose. This is, I do have to say, this is probably the best thing we ever did. Okay, I'm ready. Is this recorded? It was on, it's on like a weird video down in Florida on YouTube. And when we were kind of drinking, and someone said, Do it because they heard that we had one. So the drummer was beatboxing, and then we all just kind of went into it. And it kind of developed this. I kind of want you to come into the studio and do it. <laughs> How long are you in town? Uh, I live in Lake Ariel. Hmm. Where's the rest of the band? Philly. Fuck. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're uh, when we're recording our new album in the spring, and we're kind of talking about like, well, we'll have some time, maybe. Yeah, there you we go. We should do it because we played you it. You know, there's a recording studio here <laughs> right now. We played it. That we played it. Love to do. We played it once at a show, and the drummer's brother came up and played the bass line. Imperial March, and then he like kicked into the drums and did it to open up a set. And it was pretty great, but we haven't done it since. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. You yeah. have to do it. It's coming out. I know. You have to do it. Stop. Stop putting All it right. off. Let him do it. All right. If I if I flub up, let me try to try to uh, remember the words. All right. I'll just do it all in one. Are you do it like a spoken word? Yes. This is gonna be, this okay. is gonna be now a Star Wars poem. 
eat that certain poets. <laughs> All right. Off the the song uh, the song is called uh I know a Wookiee that can tear off your arms and legs. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? Or in parentheses, let the Wookiee win. Because we, we also recorded a uh, like on the AutoTune app on your iPhone, you can do like wait, the wait, T Pain one. The, the T Pain yeah, one. Yeah, we did oh. a, we did an R and B version of it. That was is really this really good. on YouTube? Yeah, it's somewhere on YouTube. Do you know what it's called? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, here, okay, here it is. It's V A D E R. Yeah, I'm hard. I'm burning shit up like I'm on Mustafar. I got two lightsabers crossed down at your neck, and I'm collecting loose heads. I got yours in the fets. So you fell from grace. Yes, you are warm by mace. I'm quicker than an MC. I'm faster than a pod race. I'm the chosen one, born under two suns. I'm the strongest in the galaxy, trained by Obi Wan. I know a Wookiee that can tear off your arms and legs. That's where we all start driving out. I Why know a are you that not can tear doing off your arms and legs. All right, here's the best verse. Um, it's a Darth Vader strangler. I'm coming through with a lightsaber. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine if Whitney Houston yeah. in her day was like, this is the best I verse too, and I forget. Uh, Darth Vader strangler. I'm coming through with a lightsaber. Cutting shit up. Oh, yeah. I'm a, it's a Darth Vader strangler. I'm coming through with a lightsaber. Cutting shit up like a turntable. I'm able to harness the power from the divine source. I get my powers get enhanced with the dark side of the force I'm chopping wrists with precision my force of vision my lyrics getting pumped in every planetary system what you're missing can't shoot your blaster without your hand I blow up your spot like you was on Alderaan your raps are subpar mine weapon the Death Star so battle me in the caves of Dagobah I play Sabbath with the huts twice a month to match the bet lost my head from a death stick like I was Jango Fett yeah I said it I'll be Palpatine you be the Senate a crash course in Mustafar is where you'll be beheaded by my saber I'm cutting, th- cutting at your neck at the collar your whole crew gets Knocked up like Queen Amadala. <laughs> I know a Wookiee that can tear off your arms and legs. <laughs> All right. Can, wait, can you guys seriously come in here and do this? And we'll, sure, do, yeah. we'll do it. We'll We've been do talking it. about it for a while. No, no, no. We'll do it like the uh like Dre's the chronic. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the kind of the, the beats that we'll do. Oh uh, my god, you think that'll third, be what's awesome? the third verse? What the get of oh yeah, the the third verse is um so I'll choke you out like Greta, or no, I'll choke you out like Nita, blast you like Greta's, the loudest of the loudest of the breathers is Vader's, first a, first a Jedi, then a Sith, then a Jedi later, it's the double trader, <laughs> tossing lightsabers, who be set set to save you, but no Jedi sight in, no Jedi knight in sight can fucking save you, it's a trap, whack, now get the fuck back, yeah, add my like bars on the fucking track, attack, yeah, and I'll juke like Luke, I'm blasting Death Stars in my rebel flight suit, I don't care what you smell, jump down the garbage chute, I'll make 12 Par sex in the Kessel Run route. Oh my wow. god! It's really good when everyone's in here, then I can re- and I can remember it, and I was kind of nervous. But oh, it's awesome. yeah, that's something that uh, with the new movie we'll have to make up more verses for. Yeah, can, can we do that in the next five days? <laughs> I don't know if they'll be into it. You're you just gonna make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you we were, well, I think we were on our first tour ever, and the bass player's in the back of the van with like a notebook, and he's just writing. You just hear him in the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't even know what he's doing. You think he's drawing pictures yeah. of penises. He's just like, what are you doing back there? He's like, that Star Wars rap we were talking about, I got my verse ready. And he did that that second verse, and it was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, my he has, God. He has some good lines in that one. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But that last verse, the um, 
we kind of go all together like a Beastie Boys kind of thing. Like, I'll go, it's it's a trap, whack, no, get the fuck back. Yeah, add Malak bars on the fucking track, attack. And then the other guy will go, or no, I'll still go, yeah, and I'll juke like Luke, I'm blasting Death Stars in my Rebel Flight suit. And then he'll jump in, I don't care what you smell, jump down the garbage chute. And then the other guy will jump in, I'll make 12 par sex in the Kessel Run route. And then and then we keep and then we just finish the song with I it's know like the I know boys just I know a, Wookie that could tear off your arms and legs. That's bad. We have right? to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll convince my guys to do it. <laughs> we're in. If you can find some time oh, while yeah. you're in town, we're in. You have to do it. I will fucking I'll pay for it. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll pay for it. Sounds and then good. okay, so then here's what we do. So then what we do is we 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 do it and then we release it on iTunes. Yeah. Right? And then we just do some profit share thing. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm yeah. into it. Which makes it so that like it covers the cost of the production oh. and then Oh, we should totally do I just that. Wanna, and then I a just fucking music video. There we go. <laughs> It'll blow you up. Yeah. It'll it, blow it, you it, up. To- it totally would. Why aren't you doing that? I'm, here's a guy <laughs> offering you to please do that because I want to hear it. Always well, a schmoozer. Welcome to the existence of what our band is, of people coming up saying, why don't you go do things? Why don't you want to go <laughs> oh do this? And well, why and, don't you? And there's four of us just go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you just got to get, just you just got to. put gotta, it in the calendar. It's the yeah. first step. Just put it in the calendar. That's the yeah. hardest part is the first step. Don't yeah. even tell them what they're doing. Just say that you, you got to <laughs> yep. meet us here at this time on this day. There's going to be nachos. Tell them of punch and pie. Punch and pie. They will come for oh. punch and pie. Yeah, we'll have punch and pie. <laughs> I could make a pear pie. That's how Cartman got everybody to the free hat. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your music. He doesn't want to talk about that. He uh, wants to talk about fucking. That's Star all we Wars. want to talk about is Star Wars. No. Yeah. Please, no. Three tell- days away, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys have to play music other than Star Wars related. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Music in, in a few. <laughs> if it was up to you, it'd just be a full Star Wars band. Pretty much. Be you'd be the Cantina yeah. band, basically. Yeah. That'd My be dream it. is to be in the Cantina band. <laughs> I don't sense any irony in your voice whatsoever no. on that either. No, just, not at all. How like, how great would that be if like you started a bar band with your friends, but you only played the Cantina song for yes. like two hours? Play that same song again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, you're just sitting there. And no, it's like, then you got to do the song from uh, Jedi. Uh, that's please that's the worst thing yeah yes that's the worst yeah how can you have a movie that's like 30 years old and then you're like you know what we need here a musical number i I couldn't believe that because i have i have the tapes the original you know whatever without 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 any of the nonsense and it's like this is great this is what i grew up watching and then like my friend like oh i got like the dvd and that came on I don't think I've ever seen this special edition. The guy that comes like so it's a it's a it's a male female fronted band. Yeah, the female is in the Jedi? one. Yeah, in Jedi, it's it's a Jabba's place on the pal on the pleasure barge. No, 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 no. Before, Before they oh. get there, when Han Solo's in Carbonite and and Luke comes in trying to be like you know this. Oh is- no, I know what you're talking about. I put it from my memory. Yeah, and oh. then he's like, No, I don't need that ba- memory I back. Memory back. No, 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 no. I don't need to leave it alone. Okay, and then you have that, right. And then you have, and then you have the go. But like, um, that's almost as bad as a Michael C. Hall dance sequence. No, it's worse. <laughs> but I want to. But I want to know, like, like did George? Did we get to a point? Did George Lucas get to a point where no one was able to tell him no? Like, you can't do this because most good movies are made under extreme circumstances where you have to have creative compromises on everything. I think that's why Star Wars worked. Yeah. I I th- I think I think at that point uh, he could do what he do what he wanted. The Han Solo Jabba scene where he like 
steps over his tail, but they had to. Oh, and the new hope. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bad. And then, and then there's a quick, and if you notice it, there's a quick moment of Java going like, because he's like, you just stepped on my tail. And and I love how, you know, people forget this too. uh, The effects that they redid didn't hold up and then they had to redo them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jabba yeah. looks completely different if you have the old version of the special edition and then the newer ones. He Jabba looks, like looks totally different. He looks Same like with Yoda. He looks like a Sega Genesis. Yeah. Like he looks like, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, this was rendered during Sonic the Hedgehog times. Like <laughs> oh, Jam and Earl. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And he looks so bad. But I'm the asshole where it's like every new, you know, oh, the, the Blu-ray came out and I'm like, I gotta get it. Yeah. I gotta get it, and then and and I gotta I gotta tell you, the 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 menu structure for like the special features and all that shit for the new Blu-ray version that came out are atrocious. I never I never had can't navigate that. anything. It's a fucking nightmare. Are you excited for the Force Awakens though? Can't wait. Do you do you think we're all overhyping it? Do you think that we're expecting the second coming of Christ? And if it's anything less than that, we're going to be just dis- got to go into it last. You got to go into I, it with. Less. I don't want to have the criticism of, well, it was better than the prequels. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> going to scare trying me. trying not to think about it. Like, that's why I'm not saying I'm going to go this weekend. I don't know when I'm going to go. I'm going to go when I go and I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> it's going to happen to me. Kind of like a BM. Captain, we're sinking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kind of like a BM. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so so uh, what what got you into music in the first place? Uh, Star Wars, The Phantom uh, Menace. Oh I wish, I wish we'd be a much better band. No, uh, actually, my when I was in seventh grade, my art teacher, we went to a small Catholic school, and she would come in and found out that my brother and I liked punk music. Where at the time it was just really Blink One Eighty Two. And we like twenty two, and yeah. we were like, "Oh no, we're like punk rockers now." And she was actually, we were tell, talking her about this, and she was actually like, "No, you're not." But we would let us borrow like CDs and her records of like the Ramones, the Clash, oh, Dead oh, Kennedy. Wow. So I was like a seventh grader coming home with like a Dead Kennedy CD and trying to explain to that my art teacher. Now that's a real education, that's right there. Yeah, I mean, I got more out of that than I did in that school. Absolutely. But that like kind of just went hand in hand with buying a guitar my brother bought a guitar first and then a year later he needed someone to play bass to or okay. play bass with mm-hmm. um because he'd be like playing like a riff or something like the what's my age again riff by blink 22 but he's like this sounds empty because i need bass yeah and so he like made my dad buy me a bass oh. so that basically <laughs> i can just sit there and strum notes while he does the riff okay but after that it was just totally taken off okay so now, now uh, that wasn't your first band, though. Uh, Captain wasn't your first. No, band. Uh, my first band. This my first band was with uh, some friends I went to school with called One Legged Hero. Okay, we played a church picnic, and um, I think like a VFW hall in Jessup. I li- I like the name. Yeah, One Legged. I still uh, gave, I just recently gave my friend that I grew up with a patch that the, <laughs> that the guitar player made out of like old um, camo pants. Yeah. And like wrote on it and made it into a patch. And I, my mom found it oh. and was like, oh, do you want yeah. this? And I was like, sure. And my friend saw it and she was like, can I? And the only rule was you have to sew it on your jacket right now. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't take it and then like, oh, I'll get to it one day. I have to like, you have to put it on your did jacket. Did you make her sit there yeah. with a sewing kit? She and- did it. Oh, my God. She did. It's on a jacket. Wow. Yeah. One legged hero. Then it, um, after that. If he falls, he just spins in circles. <laughs> The uh, yeah, our logo was just a stick figure with one leg. Pretty creative. Huh. Nice. 
One legged hero. <laughs> one legged hero. The years before graphic design really took off. <laughs> Just drawing on old cameras. You guys do that yeah. logo. Well, we had a ruler. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was amazing. And a compass. Then I joined us then I joined a ska band with some kids from Scranton. Okay. That um, I that I remember reading about. Yeah, I uh, I was in a ska band with my brother who plays in the Menzingers and some guys uh the one guy that was in the band and he left right before I joined, he started the band Tiger's Jaw, mm-hmm. also playing on the show. And then the other guy that plays in my band, Captain Run Sinking. So this there was this little ska band in Scran that can that at one point made up the members of Menzinger's Tiger's Jaw and Captain Sinking now all on this show this weekend, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that's like a the today that's a superstar lineup, really. Oh yeah. And to think of the cosmos was just they just had we just had some bad songs. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was gonna say that the, I, I I don't know uh, you know some ska I think is aged well and some of it yeah. you're like ah oh, what, what what was that you know uh, our friend Ben who plays in Tiger's Jaw has everything on his iPod like he doesn't delete anything he makes sure that he nice. has like you'll send I'll send him a song when I was in like eleventh grade in eleventh grade I'm like hey what do you think of this like verse idea I have and it's me basically crying into a microphone he still <laughs> he'll have that yeah. on his iPod pot so once you're like driving with him he'll just like boop and put it on you're like oh no but he still has like all the cosmos recordings and uh such hit songs as michael Osaurus, where it was just a reggae song with the drummer mike uh tom may's brother from the menzingers making like velociraptor noises nice. <laughs> uh yeah there was a song called peewee where the lyrics were the secret word today is ska when you hear ska we all yell yeah and the music staff for the yeah. This was before wow. I was in the band. Um, <laughs> not to say that when I joined the songs got any better because they didn't, <laughs> but just to let you, just to let you know, kind of this is the level that you guys yeah. were at. So now at the Scranton Cultural Center, you'll see three bands that were in a band that used to sing about Pee Wee Herman mm-hmm. and right uh, Michael Osaurus. So you guys have evolved a long way. Is I what hope you're so. Saying. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say before like this is like an all star lineup of? Yeah, well, you know, the, the I mean, the NEPA holiday show always is, you know, I, See, I think anyway. And, 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 it's and a, we're at what, Podcast 42? Yeah. And we've talked for, for, you know, over a few of them where, you know, bands like the Menzingers, Tigers Jaw, like you guys, where it's like outside of this area, you, you're incredibly well known. And we find it very strange that locally, I mean, the holiday show, yeah, like you, you guys get a great turnout for mm-hmm. that. But you, it, it, for some reason, you're, it's, it's not like revered or even known yeah. about. Like, I was at a Christmas party Saturday night. Dude walked in with a Menzinger's sweatshirt on, and I was like, <laughs> "All right." <laughs> and then, but you, you know, you, like if if you ask your average person, like walking around the the streets of Scranton, they're like, "You know, who's that?" Or you know, uh, same with uh, a lot of the other acts that come through. Like, I mean, you know, it it took uh, uh, motion, motionless and white. You know, another mm-hmm. big band from the area, and you see them like I I, I would get uh, magazines from the UK all the time because I'm a total nerd about this shit. And, you know, no. they'd be on the cover from the UK and, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But they're not on the cover of something in Scranton. You know, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. I wonder if it's like, because when we were playing music and kind of our three bands came up at the same time, it was really only about a year or two where that was kind of happening, maybe, maybe three years. And then um, everyone kind of moved or everyone kind of, right. you know, the Menzingers all moved uh down to philadelphia which was you know probably a very good choice for them they 
made a lot of friends on there. Their music really took off then. But it kind of, not to say that it wasn't a Scranton thing anymore, because they still consider themselves from Scranton, but it was kind of sure. like, um, it, it, it was two years or three years of just playing shows together all the time, like a test pattern downtown and Metro up in Wilkes-Barre. It was like right. really cool. Then it just kind of just fell off. And mm. I don't know, maybe if it had a longer time to really establish its like roots sure. in the area, because all those guys are playing shows at Sessions and well, and uh, and uh, Metro growing up as kids and everything. So they really had their feet planted on the ground here, but it just seemed like waves like sessions days. Yeah. Uh, There's like huge local shows and then it kind of panned off. And then like the Menzingers started up and those early shows. I remember going to early shows and playing like a VFW in like West side and like <laughs> yeah. three people there. And you're just like, man, these guys used to right. pack the place. And now the scene kind of died out and then younger bands sprouted up and it really became a thing again. And then it kind of, you know, went away. I don't know if it's just something that never just consistently stuck. Right. But it's interesting. And it's, I think it, it's a, you know, it's a generational thing too. Yeah. You know, maybe the, 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 those kids, they get older then they have kids of their own, then they're yeah. not going to shows anymore. So yeah. now you've got to convert the new kids and you kind of start all over again. Yeah. You know? Like I know um, I've been trying to get myself more into uh, music scene around here because I'm not, and it's what do you think about upsetting. It? Uh, what I've heard so far is that there's awesome bands. I mean, I've I've met a couple of them. Um, it's bad because I'm just like lazy now, and I don't go to shows, and I really wish I wasn't. And I know it's one thing just to say, "Well, go to a show, go do it," but then like, sure, I'll go do something else. Like, fuck, I missed that show in, yeah. on a Saturday night, and I really want to go see it. But did, I th- did you grow up around here? Yeah, where'd you grow up? In Lake Ariel. I still don't know where that is. That's um, yeah, that's usually the. <laughs> I know where like Harry um, I know, like what was? Yeah, she's what? not even from here. It's like a half hour away. What was the name we talked about last like week? Terrapin minutes. or something like that. For, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> remember I was like, where's that show at? Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, Tristies or <laughs> Terraf Terraf Terraforma or something. <laughs> but like, there's there's all these like little pockets of towns around here that yeah. I don't that I don't know about, and like. Yeah. So what? That's why most of them just say, "Ah, oh, we're from Scranton." Yeah. I mean, whenever I, whenever like we're about to play a show or something, I'll introduce the band. I'll actually just say random towns from around here, like, <laughs> and it's just now become like a running thing that. Yeah. When I'm from Nescapec, like we'll just say like, "Hey, what's up, we're Cavern Singing. We're from Troop." And we'll like jump into a song and no one gets that because you're playing a show in like Rochester, New York. No, right. one, no one cares about but like <laughs> just for the four of us, just have a little thing of like, all right, like, and then we'll, we're from Carbondale or we're from Holy Font. Jessup or, you know. It's Oliphant, sure. Lauren. Mm. It's Oliphant. <laughs> it's not Oliphant. Oliphant. Do you know there's an Oliphant or Oliphant in Jersey? Lauren just told me this before the no, podcast. No, I didn't know that. They pronounce it that way. Wow. Spelled the same way. Oliphant. Oliphant, Oliphant. which is very strange. Yeah. So how did you get, how did you get hooked up with, 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 you know, after the ska bands that you are favorable in recollection, (laughs) not proud of in recollection. Um, Um, How did, how did you get to the incarnation of, of where you're at right now? And then how'd you get hooked up with everybody? Yeah. So that band, um, the, the big like ska band was Bob and the Saggots in scranton yeah as it should uh, be yeah um, absolutely when they broke up as opposed to mary kate and the olsen they weren't as <laughs> now they, they weren't as uh favorable and no. they weren't as well looked upon no. most of the time they just didn't eat and passed out on stage <laughs> <laughs> too, too soon or no 
No, no, no. She just got married, so I'm sure she's happy. <laughs> they they broke up, and they actually called up. I forget who, but they called up my brother and said, "Would you want to start a new band with us? It's going to be the three of us, and we're looking for another guy. Would you want to do it?" So my brother, who was in Cosmos, our ska band, instantly was just like, "I quit." Oh. No questions asked. Like, hey, look, would you like to? Yes, I would. It's just something. <laughs> look, it's not up for discussion. This is obviously a no brainer. So that just like instantly died, which was fine. And then it was this about, is your brother. Yeah. Did you feel like he let you down, or were you like, dude, what are you doing? No, not no, no, not at all. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't really hanging my hat on Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love the times, I love the memories, but sure, it, it, sure. you know, it was a. Uh, at that point, we all knew that ska really kind of ran its course in our veins, and we needed something a little. Uh, we got more into just being angry and punk. Mm-hmm. And remember the period of time where it was like kind of ska mixed with like there was a somebody scratching in the background, like a DJ. <laughs> like, no, like, I don't. Yeah, like I'm, glad, early, I, I'm I don't glad that I don't this, know that. It was but... like the early Incubus, like. Because they were playing um, some weird shit, but in the back it was like, and you're just like, this is what? <laughs> we had t- two experiences of different punk scenes. No, your your punk scene to me, I I can't. I'm just saying that I think you put yourself in scary situations and you like things that I find frightening. I don't think there's anything frightening about a ska band. Who is the, who is <laughs> no the, offense? No, not the ska band. <laughs> Uh, you didn't. You didn't obviously read Cosmos lyrics. <laughs> Who's, who was this some hardcore shit we're yeah. talking about here? Who was the big badass uh, uh, punk rock guy? He's real famous. Like he would cut himself. Like he would. Sid Vicious. Not Sid Vicious. It's one of the. I forget the name. It's gonna. It, it's it's like tip of my tongue right now. It's a weird name. But he was like he was like the craziest punk rock guy. Like late seventies, early eighties. Keep talking. I'm gonna find I, out the name. I feel like I know. I I just don't remember. Or if I, I'm too afraid to say the name. Uh, Gigi Allen. I was I was Gigi gonna Allen. say the name. I swear I was gonna say the name. Yeah, it was. Gigi I was Allen. nervous. I was gonna get it wrong, and I was talking about. There's no that. judgment here. There's no. I went to. Answer. I went to. I, I do went like to, the prequels. I went to film school. <laughs> <laughs> I went to film school with the with the nephew of Gigi Allen. Was he what? Was his, he, yeah, it was his nephew. Okay. How was he? Was a cool guy. He was he was totally cool guy like nothing like <laughs> he was probably Allen. totally normal, but he was like somebody somebody said it's like I'm me, going to school for accounting. <laughs> it's like I like film. Um, he we were at a party one night and somebody's like somebody was like do you know who this kid's uncle is? And I'm like no. And they're like Gigi Allen and I'm like who's that? <laughs> and this is right around MySpace time, oh. so I started looking up Gigi Allen. And like the next party, I was like, dude, what <laughs> the fuck is up with your uncle? And he's like, just, you know, it happened. Hmm. Like he didn't want to elaborate or embellish the idea. Like even if even if women were like, oh, my God, he's like, I really don't want to talk about it. But I thought it was cool. I, I lived relatively close to Jerry only. And as a child would encounter him in the Misfits every so often, mostly on farms. That's awesome. Like pumpkin picking, going to get some apples. Not what you expect. How how did how did he look picking apples and pumpkins? Like, did he was he like dressed in misfits gear? Not full. Sometimes, sometimes he he was there on promotional events uh, with the radio station, and my mother would the other time he was following us around. Cross blazer. (laughs) Was he was he picking up change? Like like he was no. That's not that's not how you that's not how you misfit. No no no. You don't pick up change. (laughs) 
Don't skank at the misfits. <laughs> Don't do that. So when did so when did you guys form? Uh, about in the current incarnation. Yeah, that um, it's always been the three of us. And then we kind of had a revolving door of drummers for a while. Why? That's like a that's drummer's like a, a hard thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Our first drummer, uh, we he played in Cosmos as well. Very good friend of mine still. But he kind of he went out to state college to go to school, which was obviously the better choice than sticking around <laughs> and playing in our band. Uh, we had then we had um, Ben from Tiger Shop played drums for us for a little bit. He would always just fill in. Then we had our friend Roberto. And then he kind of had some other things to do. And then we got our friend Bill, who lived down in the Poconos, like Long Pond. But he would always drive up to... Well, That's where the NASCAR track yeah, is, right? Yeah. Right. He would always drive up to... The Redneck Olympics. To uh, Metro to like watch shows or play in his bands. And one time we played a show, but we didn't have a drummer. But we just had this show because we were just going to say, well, something will happen. <laughs> and, he, and, and he's standing outside and he goes, well, I know a couple of your songs. I'll... I'll I'll play them. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh yeah, good. That worked. That's better than what we could have imagined. What would happen about booking your show with no drummer? <laughs> and so ever ever since then, he just been he's just been our drummer. Nice. And, and that guys, was, are you guys um, happy? Oh yeah, he's the best. He's the he's the best. He's the one that keeps it all together. Mm. The guy on the uh, outside the venue who's like, yeah. well, I kind of know some of your songs. Yeah, is the one hired. The one single handedly making sure that we're still. Kind Function. of, we're still a band. That we're still, still kind of, yeah, yeah. He'll like he's the, he's the one that will like call or text or like, all right, let's do something. It's been a couple <laughs> months, so like, oh, okay. Thanks. So I don't, so Thanks. I don't know shit about you guys. Okay, which is which is good. Yeah, I think totally. <laughs> well, no, because I can come in with like this clean slate of like yeah. asking ignorant questions. Sure. Where I'm like, fire so, away. So how many? So did you? So when did did you guys after that? start making albums uh we had a album we recorded ourselves senior of high school that sounds like just utter dog shit we recorded <laughs> do you still it have, do you still have the multi-tracks from it uh we still have everything from it you sadly. should totally come in here and remix it yeah well, that's it needs a whole new re-recording no we record yes we recorded we make it magic here we recorded <laughs> it in an attic a basement all over the place like the, d- our drummer at the time is what playing were you trying to find like the most creepy like just wherever we, we did can- this in the pantry yeah <laughs> it was there like my dad's at work for he's got like three hours till he comes home let's record three hours of drums so we'll move all the drums from like a kitchen to our bass player's dad's attic and like stack dressers on top of each other to <laughs> climb up into this attic, record the drums, but no one else could get up there because he didn't want to disrupt anything. But then you find out that he's drumming and he's bouncing that all the mics now are facing the opposite <laughs> way. Yes. <laughs> and we go, well, he, we got 10 more minutes. So there's our drum tracks. And we, that's what you kept <laughs> there. Like we went to guitar center during like Christmas, like during, you know, the holiday season and bought like a condenser mic and then returned it after Christmas <laughs> saying that we already, we already had another family member buy it. And we recorded like, I think three vocal takes with that mic. and just got it. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a, you that's pretty on? punk. Uh, we had, um, this like 16 track recorder. So did you use like a program or anything or it was just like, it no. was almost like to all tape. on there. Yeah. Just all on that. Thing. Really? And then we like put it into like audacity and just oh, boosted. the free internet. Yeah. And just, yeah. And just boosted <laughs> volume. Yeah. And, nice. that, and that was mastering. <laughs> <laughs> we booked our CD release show at Metro before we had it finished. And then it was the day of, and we're like, 
fuck. <laughs> so we, we went, need to normalize and EQ these. So we went into like our friend's bedroom and just put them all on a desk and just <laughs> turned everything up and then put it out. That's incredible. So how many That's how fantastic. many albums have you guys done since? Well, uh, one we did EPs and seven inches and stuff, and then we just we put out an album in 2012. So we don't do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> our first album, the one we recorded by ourselves in 2007. Then we did like seven inches and EPs kind of sporadically. And then we put out an album on the record label we're on now, Run For Cover, in 2012. Then we kind of went into hiding again because that's just what we do. And now we're writing another record. So how'd you get hooked up with a record company? Uh, they knew our band and our and Tiger's Jaws on that label as well. So we kind of, they talked to uh, the guy Jeff about us. And Jeff knew our band and liked us through the EPs that obviously sounded better than the home recording <laughs> and we actually we saved up money and went and recorded our 2012 record by our, not by ourselves but went down to a studio totally upfront the cost just paid for everything and then just said here everything's done mixed mastered if you like it would you put it out and he was like sure we have very very comparable rates here <laughs> <laughs> in case you need anything yeah yeah so the uh, uh, the future is canceled is, is the last yes, one you yes, guys did the, then. That, yeah, that's the album. Okay. So uh, how how is this album shaping up in comparison to that? The new one that we're writing. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of when we were making that record, uh, we had Bill in the Poconos. I was living in Long Island at the time, and Leo and Zach were living in Philadelphia. But just like wow. couch hopping, almost like. There's a, a period of time that I think Leo was on the couch and like Zach was in a tent in the living room or something like that, just like <laughs> finding places to live. But like, I want to do that now. <laughs> it was a very, they lived in a place in down in Philly, uh, this punk venue called the Ava House, which was like this big loft area. And they had four bedrooms there. But then all of a sudden, they just kind of got a lot of people living there. Well, not a lot of people, but like six people living there. And Zach and Leo lived there for a time being, but just didn't really have rooms for a little bit. So we would go and practice down there, but everyone was kind of miserable. So the whole writing of that record was really just kind of a downer at mm. times. Took a while. Like we would practice once a month, then totally deconstruct the song. And then the next month, rewrite that same song and realize this is such a waste right now. So there was like <laughs> times of like breaking up as a band like two times while writing that record. But then Jeez, like go, really then, yeah but then like going back you're like oh no like we'll still do it. We we're obviously not doing anything else. Well. <laughs> and then we finally just we've there's just a time where everyone got into it for whatever reason. And we hammered like, out like four songs. Oh, I thought like, I thought got into it meant like fisticuffs. No, no. <laughs> it never it never came down to that. Everyone was okay. just like Everyone always, because that's the thing, we would see each other like once a month, so we'd all just hang out, and then we'd have like a really bad practice because we didn't want to play music, we just wanted to hang out with each other. <laughs> and then everyone just get, will kind of get like upset because we're like, oh, well, we came down here for a reason to write a new song, and we have like a chord progression that no one likes. <laughs> Great weekend, wow. everyone. It was good seeing you all. <laughs> but this one's much better. Um with but, isn't it, but isn't it better to just like, even if it's shit, just to get it out? Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of, it was just, it was tough communication wise, a back and forth. Cause you're trying to tell someone a song idea through like email or a telephone. So you're doing a lot of, all right. So then the bridge goes, he's like, all right. Yeah, I can see it here. Let me, I'm going to put my phone next to my guitar and I'm going to play it. 
<laughs> and it's just mm, 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 like you yeah. hear that he's and like sh- no but yeah i get what you're saying and then hang up the phone I'm like he didn't even like it <laughs> <laughs> it's not that he didn't like it it just sounded like well, distortion yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you just basically like blew up my eardrum and yeah. asked me if i liked your new song <laughs> it sounded like you threw your amp down the yeah. stairs <laughs> So but I think yeah. there was a B in there that I like. So this this one a little more cohesive yeah, like, with you guys um, in the room together a little bit more. Yeah, they Happy drive up place. from Philly on like uh, everyone's off of work on like a Tuesday. Oh, everyone okay. just has Tuesday off. So the three of them will drive up. Where do on they drive Tuesday up to? To Lake Ariel from Philly. You know we're open on Tuesdays. <laughs> I'm like I'm like hard really selling you it? so bad. <laughs> I'm into like it. all of this. I'm into it. But it's uh, probably then, about then thirty I, minutes closer than 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 Lake Ariel from Philly. Yeah, I'm to just, be fair. totally. I'm just saying, absolutely. It is. Just, I'm just saying. We'll have to talk. Well, let's talk. Uh, talk some rates after this. Yeah, after this, maybe a back rub. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll give you one. You don't know. I have a. Uh, I have some. Uh, what's that? Co- I have some cocoa butter. <laughs> cool. I'm sold, Lauren. I'm I'm so tired and like so stressed out that I'm just it's it's on. I'm just it's gonna say not I'm right. on. It's like the opposite of on. I'm. Yeah. It, you're off. It's yeah, off. You're, you're way off. off. You're, should I leave? No, it's fine. Do you want me to go? It's kind of entertaining. Yeah, kind so of. So what's going on with this holiday show? I'm I'm not familiar with. All right, the, so the this is an annual tradition. Yeah. Okay. This, um, oh, yeah. It kind of sprang up a couple years, maybe four or five years ago. It's bad I should know this, but Tom will know this. Was the first one at the Vintage? <laughs> the first one. Um, <coughs> no, the first one was in Southside at a VFW hall. That's wow. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of all came up with the idea or my brother and Tom. I really, remember you know, this. You know what? Yeah. You're right. And they're like, why don't we do everyone's back in town anyway? Why don't we have like a big holiday show with all of us? And like Tom got in touch with the VFW down there. Um, everything was for charity and we'll just have everyone in. It turned out like people were like driving from out of state to come see it. Like You can see like people's cars were there like Is early. Is that weird to, to you? Sure. Yeah, that's totally weird. That's bizarre. And then every year it just got progressively larger and larger and larger where the last year's one was like at the Leonard. And that was like the first like real professional one. And it was just like mind blowing. It was unbelievable. That show was incredible. Yeah. It was like you walk out and on like the stage and it's just like a sea of people and you realize that. Just wait until this year, man. I know. And this year, like Scranton's. Cultural Center is pretty. Uh, the last I saw uh, the Sound of Music at the Scranton Cultural Center with Greg Brady as the lead, and that's like my big <laughs> memory of Scranton Cultural Center until this Saturday. So now you are in a way sharing the stage with yeah, Greg yeah. Brady one step. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, and David Copperfield. <laughs> yes, I saw him there. Mighty big shoes. I saw George Carlin there. So did I. So and know, then a couple months ago, I saw Book of Mormon. I saw there that. There you go. Yeah, I really wanted to go to that. Yeah, Was it good? I did too. The Book of Mormon. Yeah, it's no one's off the table to getting offended. Put it that way. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was, pretty but it's well done rounded. in like a really yeah. sweet way. Yeah, like at the end of it, you're not like, oh, they went. Too yeah, far. I really want to see that. No, it was really good, and the songs are great. Like those guys, you know, when you think about Trey and Matt, like Trey Parker, like his favorite thing in the world is Les Mis. <laughs> so you understand well, the, South, they, the South Park movie has those songs. Oh, how about the soundtrack? For, like, Jesus, that was a musical. Yeah, it makes the movie. F- shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> You're just like, 
I, I'm, I'm excited that it's at the cultural center this year, just because, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the theater last year was, was really nice and everything, but you could start to feel it bow after a yeah. while. Yeah. Like the, the entire floor, the, 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 the whole floor was just, yeah, it was bowing. It was oh, so like, it's like Hiles. Yeah. I was, uh, I was like, somebody's so, going to go through the floor. So this the, is like, crazy. The backstage area was, uh, underneath that. Right floor so like and it's just packed his family's there friends there and it's just like yep. look at up dust is coming down on there like, and you're oh. and yeah you like you look up and you're just like this is i mean this is pretty you yeah feel like you're in the blitz in world yeah. war ii you're just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't think they were quite prepared for that yeah that's what, that's what we were kind of saying that like all right this is great and look how fantastic everything looks and it's gonna be a great show but you kind of got the feeling that this might they might have not really understood what exactly right. what it what it is <laughs> yeah exactly like, oh, like people from scranton that play in punk rock bands are gonna book this for <laughs> a show for a charity like this is gonna be whatever and well how many people did they have at the door last year i think it was over a thousand yeah it was it was officially sold out like they weren't selling any and what was, tickets and what at was the door the, what, or anything is it the same charity every year yeah arts alive okay which is, is a great cause. I've 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 been to uh, Arts Alive as a reporter and saw what the, the the kids do there, and it's it's amazing. It's a great program. And who picked that, Tom? Uh, Tom and Ben from Tiger's Jar are really big. Um, I know Ben's done a bunch. Ben's done some things with Arts Alive before too, and they've been in programs. Uh, I think Ben and maybe Kylie from the band Pedal that's playing this year has been in things involved with Arts Alive. So. Everyone is. Everyone is. Well, what's what's the mission of that? I don't mean to sound naive. What's the mission of Arts keep, Alive? Um, keep the arts in Scranton. Uh, so, so is that so local? Yeah, and it's it's all uh, it's it's oh local local kids of of a very very young age to try and give them something to do over the summer that's a little bit more productive. Uh, you know, introduce them to new arts or develop the arts that they, you know, the, if, if they are, are good at drawing or they're good at music or whatever, this, you know, gives them that program to kind of take that to the next level. Because work they with took professionals. it out of the school systems. Right. And, and uh, the, the, the people who teach in it are from all over. They're, they're, it's, it's not, you know, to a particular district or anything like that. So it's, it's very well. It's so this is, well is this every summer or all year? Uh, it's every summer. We should do something on it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great program. I know a lot of people who've uh, who participated in, in the past and and always hear good things about it. So the um, so all the money from uh, the holiday show every year goes to to yes. goes to benefit that. And I mean, like, but you guys like cover costs and then the money. Uh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I believe so. Like again, you know, Tom could definitely speak more. Yeah, on this. Um, yeah, but that's so cool. I mean, you guys, you guys, he's just, like, he's you like, guys, but you guys could just come home and be like sweet extra scratch for Christmas presents. And you're not. You're 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 making sure that like every yeah, summer, yeah. like these kids yeah. have an outlet. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's bizarre to think about. Like, so we were playing down in Florida uh, at the fest. It's called in Gainesville, Florida. We do it every Halloween weekend. Don't leave town, man. And, that's uh, a weird town. Yeah, I know <laughs> it is. And uh, um, you guys are musicians, and but you have kids, you have kids coming up to you, and they're just asking about the area, being like, "How, how did you get like something in, in like that in your town?" Because you think of the bands. Well, that, you t- are you talking about the holiday show? Uh, not just the holiday show, but the bands that have come from this area that they like really listen to, like our band, Tiger's Jaw, the Menzingers, Title Fight. These bands are really big in that music scene, and there's just like, why? 
Scranton, Wilkesbury. Like, and there's more bands than that, but they're just like, what did you guys do? I'm trying to do it in my town in Louisiana, and mm-hmm. I can't seem to find a way to do it. And you're just, and you just kind of sit there and go, I don't know. It was kind of a right place at the right time. Everyone had really good ideas. Everyone was really supportive of each other. There is places to go to play your music like Test Pattern across uh, on Adams Ave when we started our band. Friends would have shows in their basements or you go play Metro. I mean, at Cafe Metropolis, they would book your band and you're just kids and they would sit there on a Sunday night while your band played. I mean, I'm like, that's just huge for developing how you write songs, how you play with other bands, how you see how everything is run going into shows. And then you would leave the venue and all hang out with each other and talk about the show, talk about how you write music. So it's this giant community and everyone kind of started writing songs that you realize these are pretty good songs. I think you can really do something with these songs. And then all of a sudden it just like caught on around the world and like now the menzingers are playing in australia twice a year or touring europe or tiger's jaws doing you know sold out shows in europe and you're just like i used to hang out with them at the movie theater right this is this is bizarre we saw dolphins tail together (laughs) (laughs) i used to meet you at the steamtown mall and we would go hang out and walk around and now you're doing this and people you know it's just bizarre it's it's incredible though, and I I, th- I think you know what you said before really kind of you know hit the nail on the head that you know everybody worked together and was mm-hmm. supportive of each other. You see so many music scenes where everybody's competing with each other, yeah. and everybody's trying to do one over on the next guy. And you know, oh well, we we don't want them to play the venue and show us up, so you know mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk to the owner and say, ah, oh, they suck. You know, don't don't book them and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you guys are all working together in 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 tandem and and helping each other and using the same resources at the same time. You know recording in maybe some of the same mm-hmm. places or hanging out with some of the same people and getting, you know, your, your name out and everything else and, and not forgetting where you come from too. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think that's so important. Like, I mean, that's why we we're still a band. We, I mean, we've, we've, we've broken up a good number of times. <laughs> always my fault. Let me just put that out there. I'm always the one that's just like, <laughs> no, and done out the room. I'm done and I'll quit. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, Ugh. All right, let's wait a couple months. Let's wait this out a couple months. But we were, I was at a point where I was like, I really don't want to do it anymore. And I was talking to Ben from Tiger's Job about it. And he was like, why don't you want to do it? I'm like, we're not going anywhere. We have no money. We can't do anything as a band. No one really cares about our band, but their band was doing pretty well at the time or started really the rise that they were on. And like, well, let's go on tour together. We'll take you guys out on tour for two weeks. And, you know, we'll share we'll share equipment as much as we can. We'll help you guys out. And through that tour single handedly saved in our two band. weeks in two weeks, because through that tour, we made enough money to record mm. the futures canceled album, which we were at that time writing, but we had no idea how we were ever going to afford it. We couldn't get a record label to pay for it because we were a band that were just fucking up all the time. Like you're not I'm like what you guys don't do anything. You play in Philly once every three months and that's it so no label wants to touch that but that actually got us the money to say we can go in there and record an album that we think is pretty good that maybe someone will want to put out and it just so happened through tiger shaw again they are they're on run for cover and said listen to this album this is a great album these are good guys and they hooked us up with that record label and after that album came out you know we're still not a big band by any stretch of the imagination but it got us from like below the surface of the earth to at least touching the soil <laughs> how how <clears throat> which is a big deal if you're a potato <laughs> yeah yes. yeah 
I just bought a I just bought a fifty pound bag of potatoes nice. yesterday. You should keep them in the cellar for the beatings. Yeah, I, I, I have them. I, I have them in my garage. How right now. Yeah. how how hard um, or how important is marketing and promotion after the album is done? Like what? Like how much mm. of that time occupies what you got to do? Because I always have this theory where it's like. You know, twenty five percent of it's making the album. The mm-hmm. other seventy five percent is making sure people hear it, and we do enough. Yeah, that was that was there. something that we never thought about because we always just thought like, well, the giant hurdle is to record an album, and we'll f- worry about everything when it comes. Kind of like booking your show without a drummer. You're just like, all right, let's <laughs> let's just yeah, do it, and something it. will happen. And so once the album came out with through the record label, they have like a PR guy and everything, and he will just send emails. Here's an interview. Here's this you can do. Here's this. So after the album came out, we went on tour with the Menzingers, and almost every show there's a different interview to do, and you just realize this is this is pretty great. Like I don't, I've never done this before, but you have like phone interviews, and you're trying to talk about the album and you're it's the first time doing it and you're seeing like your band name in magazines and you know good positive write-ups and you're just like wow this is this is pretty big for, i mean for for our band to literally go from just the no name to the level where we're at now which again is not by any stretch of the imagination popular but actually have people know our band name in this small circle that is punk rock uh it was huge and i think a lot of that had to do with the label uh, pushing the album when it came out, especially if, I mean, for a band with really, I had one album, which was recorded in an attic and then a couple four song EPs, a possibly they, failing attic. <laughs> yeah. Which is definitely uh, not safe for human life to be even in for an hour. Uh, they were the drums, a bat hits the cymbal. <laughs> that's a, that's a huge jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to go off on a tangent, but uh, actually recording that go album. off. We would also, uh, while recording or practicing for the futures canceled, we would play in our friend's barn down uh-huh. in Strasburg. He had a barn uh, next to his house, and we had gear set up there. But you'd have to cover it with like tarps because there'd just be bad shit all over your stuff. <laughs> guano, <laughs> yeah. Just, you shouldn't just breathe that because you'll get mesothelioma. <laughs> Fuck. Have you met Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. I didn't well, mean we that in a negative we don't, way. We don't, we don't practice there anymore. Good. It's dangerous. Yeah, we don't practice there anymore. You have to get that remediated. Yeah. So do you do you credit Tiger's Jaw and um, Menzingers with... with I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say like the, the added mm-hmm. quote-unquote success, but maybe like that little octane boost. Oh, yeah. Anything that we have is pretty much because that those two bands... C- CB, you know what? It, it, so... It's a business, mm-hmm. right? And there's a record label. The record label wants to have a business. They yeah. want to have profit yeah. because that means that they can, you know, garner new talent and, and mm-hmm. do stuff like that. You know, maybe they got you through the door. But yeah. you, you stayed in the room. And that's what I mean for a label like that. That's doing pretty well for itself to just really take a shot with us and say, all right, you really have nothing too much to to go back <laughs> so on. So we're doing this favor. <laughs> but like just the fact that even still to this day, like we'll send them emails like, hey, we're writing a new album. Do you guys still care? <laughs> and, and, and I mean, literally this was like an email exchange last week and they're just yeah. like, yeah, let me know when demos are done. We'll start talking recording schedules. Mm. Ah, and okay. they just like sent an email back and we were like, we're like 
you know, finishing up now of like schedules of when to do it and everything. It's like, all right, we'll do pre-production in uh, this month. And then two months later, you go in for like the real thing. You're just like, I can't believe you guys are still like, <laughs> believe <laughs> like dealing with us. Like we've literally just been like in the shadows kind of doing our own little thing. And they've done obviously well, you know, fine without us. But the fact that we can still be like email, like, like subject title in the email. Hey, oh, there they are. <laughs> Every sentence ends in an exclamation point to let them know that this is a positive email. <laughs> oh, this, this so that that is a hell of a label right there. Yeah, very nice guys. I can't say enough about them. <laughs> so and and now you're you're kind of balancing things uh, with with music and and being a teacher as well, which is is, mm. is yeah. really. Oh my neat. god, you're a teacher. I just graduated mm-hmm. in May. That's what we were we were talking a little bit about that before we started recording. Uh, while I was while I was while I was doing while you were my having thing. your thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> while you were running around time. like a maniac, it's yeah. like you live a double life. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. Are I, you are you actively educating right now? Substitute teacher. Wh- oh, really? Yeah. What do you? I mean, different S- calls every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today I was in a life, uh, no learning support room. Uh, tomorrow I'll be in high school science. Do you know shit about science? No. <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and they'll ask me about that, and I can't. E lie. equals MC two. <laughs> oh. uh, it's pretty. I, I it's pretty great though, because you can kind of go back and forth of just, you know, every day I'll be I'll be subbing, which is great. I've been subbing every day, but also at the same time, you can go home and live like a, a life of playing punk rock songs. Do they know like, you're, do you, right. do, do the students, are you, are you uh, like in the same district or are you all over the place? Or? I'm all over the place. I'm in like five different schools. But there, but, but is there like classes that you have often? Like more, um, like, is there, is there like, no, I've never, I've never like, like doubled fifth up. period English. You're always at, at certain school. You're always there. No, or? no, I've never, I've always had like a different job. So nobody even gets a chance to know you. Actually, there's there is one school. I don't want to. I don't want to. You don't have to share, yeah, yeah. but um, uh, there is one school that I've now like have come to know me. Um, so like I walk in the halls and they'll call me like, "Oh, Mr. Barnett, it's good to see you." And that's a nice feeling mm. because yeah. before I'm just like this guy. Because that- as opposed to like, oh, Mr. Barnett, fuck you. Yeah. Or like I'll get like, "What's up, Mr. Bennett?" And I'm like, ah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, you've. Um- so you, you you said you said before uh, you, you there's some kids that do recognize you from from music yeah, as well yeah so you kind of gotta is there like weird is there like weird classroom moments where they're uh, like you got I know this guy. yeah trying to like figure out the line of like you don't want to come off as like listen this is something we're not going to talk about. Right. And you're just like <laughs> that would be oh, awkward. Cool. I, my my substitute teacher played in this band I really like, but he turns out he's just a mean guy. <laughs> but like, so like, it's trying to find a, a way of like, listen, we can't talk about this. We're not going to talk about this. You can't like refer to me as like this dude you're going to go see play this show and like jump around on stage. Like, oh, that's just that crazy guy on stage. Whatever, blah blah blah. But yeah. there's there's been times where like I did have to kind of I did have to address it and like the nicest way possible of like. Listen, this is my professional life. This is what I want to do for my life. This is something I take very seriously. The other thing I do is something I take very seriously as well, but I do not bring that into right this mm. life. And and as an adult, you get that. You yeah. know, as a kid, that's yeah. that's a hard that's connection hard, to yeah. make. Yeah, it's because like it's it there's been times of like kind of too 
friendly and I'll just get like first reactions just mad. Right. As mad because my first reaction is that like they're just like totally walking over me and I have no authority whatsoever. Right. And so like I'm, a, I'm just a sub that you can like throw paper airplanes. It's got to be hard because you're a sub to begin with. Exactly. So, so. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already fighting an uphill battle and I'm like, yeah, but that's that's par for the course for your life, sir. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know? Yeah. What's the worst show you ever played? Oh God, there's too many. <laughs> uh, What's right, one wait. that comes like like more? Can, is there like a painful one, and then one that was just absolutely funny, ridiculous? Huh. Um, like the one where you're like, pack the shit, it's over. There's been there's been a lot of those. We'll like get like, especially back in the early days, you get like a, a random email from someone you have no idea they even heard of your band or got your email, but like, come play this VFW hall in Paramus, New Jersey. Which one? On a Saturday. I don't know. According, <laughs> I don't according to Bill Murray, there's a holiday in there. There's a Ghostbusters 2, nobody? <laughs> All right. So you had an alien encounter at the Holiday Inn, Paramus. <laughs> that was my only time in Paramus. And, um, it's all right, man. We're not going to hold it against you. Yeah. I think I broke my guitar that night because I just like, I didn't want to be there. Didn't want to play the show. No one cared that we were playing. Uh, knew like instantly when we walked in the door, everyone can get paid for this and oh. should have knew that in advance. But I think after the set, we were like joking around and playing like just riffs and not even playing songs. And I took my <laughs> guitar and I think I slammed it down on my guitar case and broke that guitar. Mm. That was a bad one. Um, funny, a funny one, funny or, or just downright ridiculous having to do with the business. Um, that's a very specific kind of question. See, I know it is because I think he has one. They're, oh. they're definitely there. And the rest of the band is going to like chew me up about this. Without being specific. I know, can, but I'm, it's I'm, like but a mad I'm, lib. I know, but I'm trying to think of one because there's def. Oh, I got it. Uh, playing a basement show in Flint, Michigan in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the worst part. Uh, this is on <laughs> This is on a tour with the Menzingers. There's our, a high GDP. There. Our first tour with the Menzingers, actually. And um, we don't have a van. So Tom from the Menzingers is driving us and his girlfriend's at the time four door car. So it's Tom. Prius. Yeah, pretty much. Oh man. It was like a like a you know, like a Nissan or a Toyota or something like that. Real but it's like car. It's this it's this blizzard on this high right now. We're just fishtailing our way to the show. And we get there late oh and we show up to the show and it's a full on like Flint, Michigan rager. <laughs> which means that as you walk in, there's just garbage everywhere. You're walking in the kitchen and it's like you're walking on like the fly trap, you know, just Sure. <laughs> Go downstairs and there's a pipe that's just leaking. And it's pretty sure it's just poo. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And there's this guy with a rag that cleaned it up, whipping his friend with the, with poo, the poo with the poo rag. And his what? friend's like, oh, Cliff, stop. Pretty much like Billy Madison spraying the hose <laughs> or the, that the scene of the, like, just right. like, oh, come yeah. on, man. And that's just walking into the show. We didn't even load in gear yet. You know how many diseases you can get from that sort of thing? I, I, I hope they're okay. <laughs> so uh, no rules in Flint, Michigan. The show oh. happens and there's just some exposed piping in the basement that we wrap the microphone around. So it's dangling yeah. like that. And that's how you're going to sing. Like Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's how you're going to sing. So we play the show. Don't really remember much of the show, but um, remember having a bad panic attack that night. 
wanting to leave, but it's snowing and there's like five inches of snow outside. There's nowhere I can even go. Oh my God, we're trapped in a house full of assholes. Yeah, and shit. And poo. <laughs> so um, and I, I kind of take my sleeping bag and zipper it up and put some headphones on and just try to. So you turn yourself into out. a taquito. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I take the headphones out and there's this girl just sitting on the couch and everyone's kind of simmered down at this point, but she's just back and forth and she looks me dead in the eyes and goes, I just got to get some crack <laughs> and gets up and walks into the snowstorm. Oh no, she might have died. I Never to be seen again. Yeah, just gone. That's dangerous. <laughs> oh, I got another good one. Yes. Um, <laughs> Detroit. Close um, enough to yeah, Flint. Detroit, we stayed at this uh, this um, Same tour? House. No, this was actually okay. a tour with Tiger Shot, the tour that they like single-handedly helped our band. Right, right, right. This was part of that tour. So we play a great show in Detroit and go back to this guy's house and um <laughs> don't want to be there. It's pretty, it's pretty, you know, scary and just rather <laughs> one of those nights that you rather find a place to stay. Again, it's like just freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. But he was nice enough to invite us in. Um Come on in. Does anyone else know you're here? Yeah, like the like the um one of the rooms had just like a bunch of I think like Mountain Dew posters and like ICP posters like coming off the wall. Was he a juggalo? Oh. Uh, not, I don't think a juggalo, but just like the band Mountain Dew. <laughs> I didn't know that there were Mountain Dew posters. Yeah, well, he's he's got them all. Do the do absolutely. Um, at one point in the night, I was. Did he have a code red poster? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> At one point in the night, I was just trying to pass the time. And for some reason, I found a copy of Romeo and Juliet and was just reading that in the kitchen, which at that point, he then brings out a samurai sword. And oh. he's like really kind of um, kind of on a lot of things and <laughs> is waving it in the kitchen and drops it and just blade comes instantly down next to I think it was. Dennis, who played in Tiger Shot at the time, right by his toes and bounced like off. Like, wow. Real, just real sketchy. And everyone just started laughing. And then it turned into a thing of we're getting everyone here for a rap battle in the in the kitchen. What and time? What, what time is what this happening? This is, so, of the night is this? this is like really early in the morning. And you just don't know. It's who's not late like, at night. It's early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Like who's filtering in the door? Who's not? It's just like back and forth. And I remember I fell asleep in um, the Mountain Dew room (laughs) (laughs) and and I woke up at like seven. So probably got to bed maybe like four, five, woke up at seven, wide awake and grabbed. Because there was Mountain Dew pumped into the air. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like, let's go now. We have to leave. Dawn has broken. We can make our escape. I'll drive. Yeah. That was that was another bizarre one. I have a pocket full of Mountain Dew. We we can (laughs) we can easily hit Montana. Yeah. Yeah. We played some uh, some we played some good ones. Or no, I shouldn't even say played some good ones, we've just like stayed at just like funny places. So what's what's the story with the 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 show? The holiday show. The holiday show? Yeah. Because I know you're supposed to research it before you Oh, I, I found I found out what time it starts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Five. 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 And it's at Scranton Cultural Center. Scranton Cultural Center. What day? Uh, the 19th, this Saturday. This day Saturday. after Star Wars. Okay. Yes. And then after that, you you, uh, you have an acoustic <coughs> tour. Yeah. I'm uh, going which, that's strangely awesome. Yeah, I'm going to the UK for the first time. Uh, actually, no, I went to the UK before. First time playing music in the UK, though. I am going with my brother, and it's just... 
Barnett Brothers acoustic tour. Just which something you've never done before. No, the only time we've ever played acoustic together uh, was Christmas Eve at my grandma's house. We have a Barnett. You're gonna say it's like it was his house in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> There's shit everywhere. In yeah. Yeah. California. What my what we haven't done in a while, but what my grandparents kind of want for Christmas every year is a cousin's talent show. They don't want like gifts or anything. They just want to see what the cousins can do. So like my little cousin will open up with trumpet like taps. Wait, it's like a, like a weird talent show oh it's a total talent show everyone's yeah. got to do something yeah so then that's really nice yeah though. it's and, and the whole family's around it's a we have a big family so they all get around and uh some there's heckling which is great oh it's even sweet because well, yeah. if your family can't yeah exactly <laughs> uh this actually we have like a lot of like family um things like thanksgiving we have an eating challenge which i actually won this year but it it how many plates you can have. So you have to fill up your plate. You can't see any of the white underneath your plate. That counts as one plate. Salads are half plates. Desserts are half plates. And you just count your plate, your plate total. This sounds dangerous. And there's a silver plate that we have the years drawn on for everyone. How many plates did you eat? Uh, I believe I had four or five. Including salads? Yes. Wow. That's impressive. You could be a competitive eater. It, with those kind of skills that was one of the worst i was just i was up in the bedroom i was staying in sweating <laughs> <laughs> so you, you sweat out the dinner just basically. in sweat and my girlfriend's sitting next to me like why do you do this i, yeah. I say this every opportunity is it, is it i have it? but takiro kobayashi says to be professional it means i think you do not die wow yeah, it's really epic. Wow. <laughs> Aside from the fact that so, you're sweating gravy. <laughs> yeah. Someone told me that to like make room, you got to bounce in the chair. Yeah, that, oh, that I don't makes think that poop. works. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you but, train? Um, do you like stretch your stomach out with salad and water before? No, it's well, see, fucking Thanksgiving. He's this, not like this, prepared. This you is think the, he's preparing This that? is the grossest part was that, that the morning of I threw up like seven times. I was, I was, I think I just, you Elton John, your way into Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I think I just had a bug or something because I just woke oh. up I was like, man, I feel nauseous. We got to drive to New York soon. And I just couldn't stop throwing up. Oh, man. And then That's when you terrible. get there, and then, I, and then I, I get, oh, you were just empty. I get to like, you know, like, um, that's cheating. Halfway there, halfway there. And I get like Pepto Bismarck like strength, uh, a, a can of like, uh, seltzer water. And a plain bagel with butter on it, yeah. mm. and, a, and a jar of Imodium. <laughs> and I and I'm like, all of a sudden, just I think I got this. Yeah. I think I'm good to go now. Because for a while, over medicated yourself on <laughs> over the counter drugs. <laughs> so yeah, I, I wanted this. You're not supposed to drink Pepto like a milkshake. Thank you very much. It's definitely one of the one of the proudest moments. Do it safe for next year. But also at that Thanksgiving, uh, going back to heckling, we had our one cousin Tom, who's like the coolest cousin we have. He's just stone faced. He's younger, uh, I think just into high school now. But he's just does his own thing. We call him Ice Man because he's just he just <laughs> does his own thing. But he all of a sudden just gets up at the table. There's like a large number of us, and he's like, "I prepared a speech." And everyone's now Whoa. just like, yes. And it turns into like a family roast where uh. he just like roasts. <laughs> Did anyone us know all? this was coming? No one. <laughs> so everyone just like lost it. And so, so that's the thing. We have all these Barnett kind of holiday traditions. So going back to the acoustic tour, when it would come to my brother and I, we'll, he'll play a couple songs. I'll play a couple songs and then they'll always just yell for us to play together. We'll play like a Bruce Springsteen song or something. And is it dancing in the dark? No, it's not dancing in the dark. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know what we usually play. I kind of secret garden. <laughs> I forget what we play. So, no. so what you're, you're saying is 
you know, you guys are, are touring together. You're going to the UK, but you're not the coolest member of your family. This oh, kid is. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we have we also have a Best Cousin of the Year Award and Worst Cousin of the Year Award. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh my God. Yeah. You, uh, you guys are a competitive family. Yeah, we really are. Uh, best Cousin of the Year usually. Do you get like your photo framed and stuff? No, we, we never. We were going to make trophies and it just kind of never happened. We didn't make the Best Cousin of the Year or Worst Cousin of the Year trophy yet. Uh, Iceman always wins Best Cousin of the Year because he's just like, you know, he's nonstop. He's, right, he's just always on point. Uh, worst cousin of the year usually uh, will go to my cousin Ed. Uh, he's actually gonna be at the holiday show this weekend, which will be great. But, Sucking. Like, he's <laughs> he's like uh, he'll like he'll just he's a wild guy, and he'll just do something wild where he's just like, dude, worst cousin of the year. <laughs> And we'll all have a laugh. Like well, there was one year uh, where it's like, you know, midnight, New Year's or uh, Christmas Eve. And we're like, all right, ballots are in. Ed, you win worst cousin of the year. And he's like, hold on. And he sails for a living. He graduated from King's Wait, Point. So he got like bonus oh points. So he comes in and brings everyone. He calls Friday shirts, which are Hawaiian T-shirts. Uh, he calls them Friday shirts because there's this guy on his ship that every Friday wore this Hawaiian shirt and would just go like hog wild. Oh. So like every time we hang out, we have to wear Friday shirts. And he brings all these Friday shirts in from Singapore. Wow. And gives us to each of them. He's like, here you guys go. Damn. And so he he didn't win Worst Cousin of the Year that year. My cousin Grace did because she got ripped off buying a case of Keystone Light. She paid like $75 for, two, for like two cases of Keystone Light. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you have your rapid fire cues? I do. Oh, cool. You might. This, this, this is great. Do you know what this is? No. Okay. I'm going to ask it's you a series warm. of questions. You have precisely three and a half seconds to determine your answer and blurt it out oh, without thinking. Okay. There are four questions today. Jeez. <sighs> what do you value most in a friendship? Uh, conversation. What do you like spending money on? Oh, uh, 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 the worthless things. No, food. That's not worthless. I spend so much money. I thought you were going to be like, uh, real dolls. (laughs) (laughs) What, if anything, is too serious to joke about? Um, uh, geez, I don't even, uh, someone's personal issues with like their family. I, I like, you just joked about yours. I'm fine with it. But that's but okay. Like, he that, can that, joke about his own. Yeah. Uh, like, not like, not when it comes to like serious things. Like, you can, you know, like. Wait, wait, wait. Rephrase the question again. Not rephrase it, but repeat it. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Like, if there's a serious issue going on at someone's home, like, don't, like, yeah. joke about it. Yeah, but didn't, see didn't Carlin prove that nothing. Sure. But, you know, if you want to make it horribly uncomfortable, he's doing it from a stage that's different. Oh, if I was just like calling him up and being like, hey, how about that fucked up thing that... Yeah, that your mom did. And it's like, oh, well, geez, thanks for bringing that up, you dick. And I've been like, oh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I suppose that also depends on your relationship with the person you're joking with. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I I kind of, I start to feel real bad about myself. So I try not to like make anyone (laughs) feel bad. I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm really quick to apologize. If you could describe yourself in one word, what what would it be? Uh... Super gross. I was just about to say nice. <laughs> that seems like a terrible answer. <laughs> Greg, did you describe yourself? Nice. <laughs> I think I'm a pretty nice guy. Though. All right, take two. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm not good at the rapid fire. Uh, no, that's right. a, you're good. That's yeah. fine. What's uh, what's <laughs> here comes the total like job interview. <laughs> what's your strength? Um, and what's your weakness? Name one strength and one weakness. My strength, uh, 
Could be physical, could be <laughs> mental, could be um, a skill. I, I believe I have a good people skills. But I have people skills. But you like <laughs> the first three Star Wars. But I can make it, I can turn that into a conversation. Oh, yeah. that did happen. Yeah, he did. Mm. We, could t- we could talk about it. I could, uh, weaknesses, I do, I apologize too much. I'm, I'm mm. always, I always think I'm doing something. Yeah, but aren't you, the, aren't you the guy that always quits the band and then apologizes? Is yeah. that what happens? Yeah, I quit the, I quit, I quit <laughs> I the band. I quit, I'm sorry, I guys. quit the band, <laughs> then I send like this super long text message Is it like, is it like sappy? Yeah, just like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm going through a couple, a couple of things right now. Um, I'm sorry to keep kind of bringing you guys on about this. Rah, 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 rah. They're just like, just fire me. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I always, so you are nice. I, I believe I'm nice. Yes. I always think I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> Even in your kindness. Yeah. Yeah. In my kindness, I, I believe that they're now thinking this guy is just sucking up to me. What What do you eat your pancakes with? Uh, Like a fork? Like a topping. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I was kind of going for, Lauren. Uh, I thought it was going to be like... Syrup? Mm. <laughs> you know what I started doing lately? Uh-huh. Uh, whipped cream and strawberries. That doesn't that seem correct. Great. It's awesome. I think it's incorrect. Might be incorrect in your world, Lauren, but to me, it's delectable. I sadly don't eat enough pancakes uh, when I go to like a diner or something. Do you know? Do you know something what I, do, that I should order, but I don't. Like, right? Like on Sundays, I can usually get like the morning off because I work like seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Like it sucks, um, but I love it. Um, but on Sundays, like I try to hit up all my friends, and I'll, it's always like this one text where it's like pancakes question mark. And no <laughs> You've one. You've never texted <laughs> me no for pancakes. Responds. You're never in town on the weekends. See, I just had pancakes over the weekend, and I had uh, oats and bananas in it. And it sounds like that would be so bizarre, but it gave it yeah, this but did Tanya whole make new texture. Them? Yes. Yeah, your wife. Your, your wife, wife can really cook a cook. shit sandwich. And right. I'm like it's pretty good. Has yeah. anybody had a hoe cake? A hoe cake? A hoe cake. No. A hoe cake? That is. Yeah. It's so you, you. Is that when the stripper like has her hoe? birthday? No. It's it's a <laughs> pancake or a silver dollar style pancake mm. uh, fried in a cast iron pot uh, pan with bacon grease. Wow. What? To hoe cake. That sounds like something that killed Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Want to move on to the last word on that one? Yeah. Do we have a last word? Well, I, I was just going to, uh, you know, obviously we, we talked about the uh, the three guys thing earlier. Um, and I've, you know, I probably sound like a broken record at this point when it comes to this are particular message. Are you going to be angry again? No, no. What I, oh. I'm going to say is, uh, you know, again, uh, a lot of people uh, shared that story, talked about that story today. And I think if it was just a regular story of, you know, hey, you know, they're, they, they, they have this new tap room or, oh, look, they have a new beer out or whatever. It wouldn't have gotten as many shares. And I, 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 I think that's just a... If it wasn't a negative yeah, story? Yeah, it's, it's just generally a social media thing where people tend to share negativity over positivity. And I think it's a, it's a good tie-in with uh, the NEPA Holiday Show because it's such a great positive thing for the community, for the area, for music, for bands, for everything. And I think people need to share more stuff like that, talk about more stuff like that, and push more stuff like that through social media and stop being so fucking negative, especially about the area. 
because it's only just bringing everybody down. It's only bringing the area down. Um, so sorry to get a little ranty, but you know, it's just uh, it's is it's there an irony there with you? Is, is there an irony there where you go and stop being so negative about the fucking area? Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> I like that. We should like neg- put that I'm on a We should make those t-shirts. Negativity. We could make t-shirts. That's a good t-shirt. But that would like, be great. Along those lines, today I was super. Dis- I was happy, but I was disappointed because I was reading the the Shelter Sunday article about uh, Ozzy, yes, the Australian Shepherd, and I fell in love with his picture on on is the first. Is the one with the goofy back legs? No, he's got oh, blue eyes. I watched he's, something else on the internet though. Okay, uh, and he was up for adoption, and I'm 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 looking for a dog. I don't have. You know, I no, know. no, 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 no. Don't tell her not to adopt a no. dog. Yeah, but people ass. like us don't have time for dogs. <laughs> but my my Cats, life my yes. life is changing soon in in certain ways. Sure. So I I'm beginning to be. Am in I a position, privy to this information? Yes, you are. All right. So I'm I'm looking for a, a shelter group or a rescue group that's going to be appropriate for my kind of lifestyle. And the shepherd dog, he just he was so cute. And are you going to are you going to foster or are you going to adopt? I I would adopt. So you'd keep the dog. I would. I can't give back a dog. You can't. But, but he was he was already adopted. He by the time I got to it, he was already adopted. So it wasn't mm. even like I could even talk to my landlord. It wasn't even like I could talk to any, like anybody. It was. Did just, I ever tell you my Lily no. story? No. About how I got Lily. No, Lauren, you have to answer. It's a no. Radio I'm saying no. I know you've never told me this story. I was really sad. I got sober and I got like really sad. And I thought um, it's kind of like the people who are like the baby is going to save my marriage. I wanted a dog. I was hell bent on getting a fucking dog. I was in talks with the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter. I was in in talks with a couple of people because I'm like, you know, I want a rescue dog. I want a dog, you know. And I almost, and I didn't want a puppy. I wanted like, you know, like a, almost like, you know, a one-year-old or whatever. And I went to Florida for Thanksgiving and I had a dog picked out. I'm like, that's the one I want. Um, make sure you tell the people up there that like, I'm going to Florida. When I come back, I want to meet the dog and blah, blah, blah. So I get back from Florida and I make the phone call. Dog's not there. Oh. Ah. Dog didn't get adopted. Oh. Oh, so my heart was broken. Yeah. And I felt like there's no way I'm ever going to be Oscar Schindler. But I was like, I could have got more. Like, I felt really guilty about not getting this dog. It was like this brownish orange mutt that was just like adorable. So doldrums of depression, like three weeks go by. Uh, My girlfriend at the time says to me, she goes, she goes, hey, my mom's boyfriend has a dog down at uh, uh, Scranton Animal Hospital. Um. And the story is, is that this family got a dog, two kids, you know, young kids, like three and five, got this dog. Like two days after they got the dog, they got a new landlord. The new landlord's like, no pets. Mm. So they had nowhere to take this dog. So I said, you know what? I'll come down and look. Completely selfishly thinking, I'm just going to go down to pet a dog so I can feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the... The guys that worked for me at the time were like, you're coming back with a dog, man. I'm like, I'm not coming back with a dog. <laughs> I promise you I'm not coming back with a dog. So I go down and I'm like, all right, can I meet the dog? And she just runs around the corner, like right into my arms. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so it. I, so I came home with Lily. That's And nice. she's the best dog ever. 
Yeah. When when, uh, when we were looking for our dog Leela, uh, same thing. Your you dog's know. amazing. Our our you dog is so cool. Dog. And we went through uh, several times where we called different shelters about a different dog, and every single time it was like they're adopted already. Like what the hell? Your dog's and, a little spoiled. And the dog you were talking dog. about, oh, definitely <laughs> beyond spoiled. He's like uh, a child. He's like well, your own child. It's the only child we're ever gonna have. So there you go. <laughs> Um, Ozzy is uh, a dog who had been at the shelter for a long time. So it it just so happened that he ended up getting adopted. So, you know, there's, there's so many more dogs that I see all the time because they, uh, we, we do shelter Sunday on the site and, you know, once, once a week we feature a dog and a cat, uh, from blue chip animal farm, uh, in, uh, Dallas. And uh, they're really great people to work with. And every once in a while they'll, they'll send me a dog, uh, that we've already featured, and I go, oh, God, you know, like it, it breaks my heart because it's like we had them, you know, months ago. And we hope yeah. that obviously in that time they're going to get adopted. And, you know, when they don't, you know, your heart just breaks. So you just see them there over and over. And usually it's the, the, the pit bulls or the pit bull mixes, uh, you know, and right. most of the time they're, you know, the, the farthest thing from that, you know, stereotype of being mean or anything like that. It's just that people just don't give them a chance. And or, you know, sometimes uh, there's dogs with special needs or dogs that maybe don't get along with other dogs or cats. So, you know, a lot of the animal lovers would be willing to adopt them, you know, like they they can't do that because they already have a dog and stuff. But, yeah, we we lucked out with our dog, uh, you know, after a couple of times of contacting different shelters. Uh, we ended up, you know, finding the one and same thing. We just walked in, saw her and it was like, that was it. You know, we were definitely coming home with her, but the, the shelter, uh, was r- really good. It was a shelter called hope for Hannah. And they, uh, they actually came to our house and everything and checked it out and everything first mm-hmm. before they gave us the dog. They wouldn't let us just take the dog at that time. Cause we wanted to, we were just like, all right, we're taking this dog home. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, we're going to check you out first. Make sure that you're, you know, that this dog is walking into another hell. Cause the, the you know, she had, she had come from, uh, she was obviously trained and then uh, whoever had her was abusive uh, towards her. And I don't know, possibly threw her out because when they found her, uh, she was in West Virginia uh, behind a convenience store, uh, picking it, you know, whatever she could find and people were hitting her with bags and stuff to get her away and stuff like that. So it was just, it, it, you know, I can't imagine what, you know, she went through. So those first few weeks, you know, it was a little tough for her to get used to it. You know, she's a little wary around men and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, now, you know, she's a completely different dog, you know, she's so, uh, calm and cool and, you know, she doesn't really, uh, bark at people or anything like that. You know, she's just a, a great dog, but, uh, so I don't I don't know how we got on that, but uh, the moral I, of the story is don't buy a dog for Christmas. Go rescue one. If yes, you're intent on doing that. Absolutely, absolutely. And and uh, like I was saying before, stay positive. You know, uh, there's a lot of good things going on if you just open your eyes and pay attention. And there's a lot of good things going on in the scene right now. So you know, get out there, go to shows, go to shows. Dan, on Saturday, I know, five <laughs> p.m. Saturday, five. Well, you have to go to bands? that show. I'll, I will be. At you will show. definitely be at that show. How many bands are playing? Uh, the bands are. I can list them. I, I this is what we it. want you to yes. do, All right, sir. So yep. we got uh, pedal. They are. Um, fronted by Kylie who grew up in Scranton and I don't know who her backing band will be on this one but we've all had different turns playing in pedal um great band they just put out a record on run for cover the same label as us uh in October I believe it was yep. fantastic new record uh pedal will be playing three man cannon they are from the Clark Summit area we played our first show ever with three man cannon at an uh, I think like a coffee house. Wow. Um, in so Clark Summit. 
I don't know where it was. I forget where it was. I remember I threw up after it. Um, three make, three <laughs> that was <make> great. <laughs> and uh, the swims are uh, coming back again. The reuniting phrase, second year in the row. Yep. Uh, then it'll be us, Captain We're Sinking, then Tiger's Jaw, and the Menzinger. So you have six bands. Wow. For how much? Um, $20 at the door. That will help bad, benefit man. arts. Uh, yes, and it's all for a good cause. Six bands for 20 bucks. Yeah. $3 a band. Yeah. Good cause. It's good to see everyone home for the holidays. A good reason to um, go out, see a, see a fun show, have a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> Play some it random was a Star music. Wars thing, and I, I don't know why I, I, I clicked was, on it. I was about to say, was that, was that like the cutoff music of Star Wars? I'm like totally cool. With no, like yeah, I, like I'm, I'm. I, let's fade fade out with Star Wars. Yes, Do but you want it, me um, to? Yeah, no, we'll totally. get in trouble. No, we won't. Yes, we will. No, we won't. Stop. And I know why we won't. Max, stop. Show starts at five. Yes. To, to 11. Mm-hmm. Yes. Be there for the entire thing. See I, all the bands. Yeah. See all the bands. They're great bands. It's a good time. And um, it's for a good cause. Awesome. All right. Wait, hold on. Thank you now, so much. Now, if, if, if you're you doing the uh, the acoustic show uh, in the UK, are you going to play? Are you plan on doing anything like that in America too at some uh, point? We haven't talked about it. I, I kind of can't believe he asked me to do the UK one. I don't really don't know where that came from, but he just asked me one night and it just snowballed into a thing. Okay. Um, if it goes well, I would like to do it more. I'd like to play acoustic more because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I, I hope so. I'd love to see that. I think I'm actually uh, in this, maybe in April, I think I'm, I might do an acoustic show at embassy vinyl oh nice downtown um i think i just saw the email for that the other day okay so i have to confirm that but um yeah. I, would, I would like to definitely go to more shows uh i live in somewhat in the area i'd like to play more shows around here uh that's another great thing about the holiday show is that all the bands coming back to the area that they grew up in and it's a, mm. something they're very proud of growing up around here right it's an area that everyone um still really loves even if they don't live in the area anymore it's still a very good feeling to come back to and everyone's really proud of what everyone's done in the area so it's kind of a giant celebration of what uh the nepa music scene has produced and it's because people have gone out to shows people have worked hard people have supported each other and that's something that this area has always done so it's great to still see that even if i'm not as present as I would like to be, which I am making my New Year's resolution to be more present into it. It's still great to see that happening. And that's what the holidays are all about. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm ready. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. And good luck this Saturday. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. Am I smart or what? (laughs) That's good. Wait, before before we get done, do they have that other song? Yeah, I was about no. to say. No. I was about to say, can you play the? Uh, no. Oh, you ruined it. What was the name of it? That would have been fine to go out with. Bad, Bad, Re- Bad Return of the Jedi song. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, just me, Google just, that. I'm I, sure no, no, it'll come I right don't. up. The oh, opener yeah, for the Cantina that. Band. Um, just real quick, I know this podcast should be over, but I, I that song has to be played. Uh, no, Jedi, it doesn't. Jabba. <laughs> How do you spell J A B A? B B A. B B A. I'll um I'll uh, plug everyone's records band. right now. Pedal. Yes. Pedal has a new album out. That I just told you about Three Man Cannon has a new album out that's on Spotify and iTunes. On uh, it's out. I think there's like eight songs. It's really great. Um, 
Tiger's Jaw recently put on an acoustic album, Studio 4 Acoustic Sessions, which is fantastic. And the Menzingers have their album out from a while ago. But if you haven't heard it, then you should probably go listen to it. Absolutely. And uh, that's, I think, I think that's everything I can plug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is the song, but I'm going to try it. Ready? It sounds like a like it's a like Patrick Swayze's opener. Roadhouse, and then <laughs> wait, I don't think it this sounds is like the song. Roseanne yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, it right? is. Just wait for it. it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's like man, life's so tough on Tatooine. <laughs> Just trying to buy uh, power converters at the Tashi station. Yep. Land speeders broken down again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know the words? No, I don't know. I know the mumbling. <laughs> That's all she's doing. All right, enough of that shit. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you man. very that much. That was awesome. Thank you very much for having me. 